Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. From the Kiss 925 studios in Toronto, Canada. Oh. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, guys. This is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello, Roz and Mocha. Hey there. Hi. How you guys doing? Good. How are you? We're good. I got a joke for you guys. Oh, okay. Here we go. So my boyfriend found this on my dad's group, and I thought since you guys are both dads, your boyfriend found uh, this on your dad's what? On on a dad group on Facebook. Oh, on oh, a, a dad, dad group. group. Okay. 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 Go First ahead. First of all, what's your name? Jen. Jen, welcome to the Roz and Mocha show. Go ahead. Thank you. Okay. So, and I want to see if um, Maury can understand this one. Okay. Damn it, Maury. Come on in. Jen wants to speak with you. Okay. Ready? Yes. How does the moon cut his hair? How does the moon cut his hair? Yeah. Maury, do you have an answer? How does the moon cut his hair? Yeah. On, on shades. No. What? Okay. Anyway. That doesn't even make sense. Yes. No, no, I'm just trying to, like, because the moon Okay. shades. Uh, uh, what is the answer? How does the moon cut his hair? Eclipse it. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a good one. Do you get it, Maury? I do, because, like, the eclipse, like, R- if there's right, the sun okay. and the moon and one's, yes. like, sort of halfway between the uh, You could have stopped at the eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Thank you, guys. All right. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Um, hey, did you see the story of a pigeon that sold for $1.9 million? Sorry. Yeah. The music might have been too loud. Sorry. It sounded like you said to me that a pigeon sold for $1.9 million. Yes. It's a racing pigeon, and it sold for $1.9 million. The two-year-old female racing pigeon named New Kim. Uh, just New Kim? New Kim. Like two separate words? Yeah, New Kim. What happened to Old Kim? I don't know what happened to Old Kim, but New Kim is $1.9 million. Now, the previous pigeon... That sold for $1.4 million. What's his name, Old Kim? No, Armando. (laughs) Okay, so Armando was previously the most expensive pigeon ever sold at $1.4 million. The auction was apparently insane, and it lasted uh, for around a half hour with two bidders going back and forth and back and forth. One bidder's name was Super Duper. The other bidder's name was Hitman. (laughs) And they went into a full-on... I'm telling you, man. They went into a full-on bidding war for New Kim. Super Duper was the guy that ended up buying it. Now, Super Duper also was the one who previously paid $1.4 million for Armando. So now this guy 
oh. has Armando and Super Dupe. Uh, has our uh, little uh, new Kim and Armando. <laughs> so, okay, new Kim and Armando. Uh, apparently, he's a very wealthy Chinese uh, industrialist who is Wait, very is much new into a, a pigeon female? racing. New Kim is a female. <gasps> Wants him to mate. So listen to this clip to make because a new new Kim. But listen to this clip because it's shocking. Because normally. The boys are worth more than the girls. We can already say that this record price is uh, unbelievable because this is a female. Armando was a male. Uh, usually a male is worth more than a female because it can produce more offsprings. So yes, it looks like you're right. It looks like the plan is to try and get Armando and New Kim to create some sort of new super pigeon. I wonder if Hitman, yeah. the other bidder, yeah. had something to do with the disappearance of old Kim. <laughs> You think? <laughs> if you're maybe right. That's a Netflix special know. right it there. It is, yes. The Pigeon Kings. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Alex. Hey. Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. Cool. So Alex said this, Roz. Mm-hmm. I'm binge listening to the podcasts, and Roz said something about the way he eats wings that nearly made me quit listening altogether. And then I tried it, dot, dot, dot. So, Roz, over the course of 200-plus podcast episodes, uh, every now and then we talk about chicken wings. Every now and then you talk about your your way of eating chicken wings, which is? Yes, which is I, so first of all, I cook my wings dry, right? So I don't sauce up my wings, and I like sauces on the side. I have multiple sauces on the side. And when I eat chicken wings, I eat them with a fork. And I take the drum part, and I hold it with my left, and then I take the fork, and I jam it in to the top of the drum part, rank the fork all the way down and pull off all the meat and then soak it in all my sauces and eat it that way. And I do the same thing um, with the flats. Sometimes I, depending on how they're cooked, I'll pull the little bone out um, and then pull the meat off, but I still stick a fork in it and then put it in the sauce and eat it with a fork. So you tried that, Alex? Yes, I did. With both types of wings or with a specific one? Uh, you know what? I was already like 10 wings down into my meal, so I had only some drums left. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't get to try it with the wing, but I definitely tried it with the drum. And? Well, initially I thought you were the dumbest person I've ever heard of after that story. That's harsh, man. <laughs> yeah, and then? I can agree on that, but it just sounded absolutely ridiculous. Okay. And to the point where even as I got up to get a fork to try it. I was embarrassed to the point where I had to explain to my wife what I was doing. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because it's not a good feeling when you're eating and you have to explain why you're eating something a certain way because you kind of look weird. So then you tried it. You got the fork. You tried it. I think Ross may be the smartest person on the face of this planet. Thank you. Wow. You went from... Thank you. You went from dumb to smart, yeah. huh? Yeah. Like, yeah. Move over Elon Musk, SpaceX. Make room for Vaz Weston and his fork. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So is this now a way that you're going to eat your chicken wings from now on? I think it may be worth explaining it to people around me every time I eat chicken wings from this point. Like, if I ever go out for wings, right? Like, if we go to Duff's or, or wherever, they'll bring the wings and all the sauces and... If they don't put forks on the table, I won't start eating until the the server comes back and I can ask them for a fork. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I may have to do the same from this point on. Yeah. So, Alex, when your wife saw you doing that, did she say anything? No. Like, I, I mean, 
I mentioned it as I kind of sat down with the fork before I even began because I knew it was going to come up. I already saw her looking at me. So we, had, we were eating wings. There was no business for a fork to be there. So she kind of gave me a look, and I immediately explained it to her. Okay. First of all, I, I don't think your wife cares nearly as much as you think she does about your wings. Probably <laughs> 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 not. <laughs> I don't think that you needed to explain. I think you just could have done it, and then it would have been the end of it. But you turned it into a big weird thing. Yeah, I, I, I was self-conscious. Yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Alex, thanks so much for reaching out, and thank you for listening to the Raza Mocha Show. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Right uh, on, hold brother. on. Dare, dare I ask, between Raza Mocha, who's your favorite? As if it wasn't the same person prior to the wing incident, I think this just solidified the smartest man in the world. My favorite, Roz Weston. Oh, my God. Thank you very much. Wouldn't it have been cool had he just said no mocha at the end of that <laughs> and just crushed? <laughs> and just crushed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Thank you, guys. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You know who like, Nigella Lawson is? Uh, she is a chef, right? She, yes, she is. And she, Nigella Lawson became famous years ago. She's a UK sort of. TV chef personality. Mm-hmm. And she became famous years ago because she was the first sort of celebrity chef that people started using the term food porn. Oh, okay. Because everything she did, it just came off as like wildly sexy. And people like a little too sexy? People weren't watching her for like the recipes or the how-tos. They were watching her because it was erotic. Oh, okay. And, and, and not intentionally. Like it wasn't, she wasn't like the sexy chef. It's just the way that it was. Yeah. It's just the way she talks. It's just the way that she talked. And so yeah. she built this empire and she's a really, really lovely woman and she's super talented. Um, but I don't know whether it's COVID or I don't know what's happening or who knows. But the how-tos now on cooking shows have gotten, like, they haven't advanced. Like, they're mm-hmm. not saying my audience is an expert from watching YouTube videos and we're all cooking at home. It's like things are going backwards now. What do you mean? Because Nigella's audience, she has a show uh, called Eat, and last night she did a how-to video on her show, and it was how-to butter toast. Oh, stop it. I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. Nigella's joking. Because I guess she has some technique other people don't on how to butter toast. Okay, before we get into this, before I hear what Nigella's technique is, I want to know what your technique is, and then I'll tell you what my technique is. I assume it's the exact same. My technique is pretty much this. Once the toast comes out of the toaster, yes. I put some butter on it, yes. and I do my best to cover the whole piece. Same. Then I cut it in a diagonal, and then I eat it. Okay, okay. perfect. Okay, so Now, he- when you put the butter on the toast, yes. when it's on the knife and you put it on the toast, yes. are you going from, are you buttering from left to right, from right to left, bottom to top, or top to bottom? It makes no difference. Okay. I'm just asking. Okay, it makes it make, toast. In case you're wondering. I, I just, it's wherever the toast falls and then starts to melt the fastest. Okay, I okay. go from uh, top to bottom. Okay, fair enough. So here's, okay. Ni- here's Nigella now uh, telling you how to butter toast. I favor uh, the two-stage buttering <laughs> approach. <laughs> and so far, only stage one has taken place. And that's to say, the minute this came out of the toaster and still lovely and hot, I spread it with butter so that the butter has melted down into it and it'll give it a fabulous crumpety bite. Stage two now, ready for it. I need a little more butter and it will stay in some golden patches Mm. on the surface. 
I like it. It's unsalted butter, which I always prefer to use, but what I need to do is sprinkle some sea salt flakes over. Okay, so her technique is she double butters. So she takes the toast out of the toaster and immediately puts butter on it and lets it melt and spreads that around. Once that's melted and spread around the toast, she gets another knife full of butter and puts that on top of the melted butter and then adds salt. Butter on butter. Butter on butter. Her big trick is double butter. That sounds pretty sexy to me. I'm not going to lie. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Celebrity birthdays today, Roz. Oh. Owen Wilson is 52. Oof. Kevin Nealon. Remember him? Yeah. 67 years old. He's a funny guy, man. Uh, Mr. Belding from Saved by the Bell. How old do you think he is? Belding? Yeah. God, he was like balding back in the day. Belding was probably, but I think that he was probably younger playing older back then because he probably lost his hair early in life. I get that sense of bitterness. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say Belding was late 30s, then 40s, then, which would mean he's 50, 60. I'm going with Belding is 67 years old. Plus. Mr. Belding from Saved by the Bell celebrates yeah. his 70th birthday today. 70? Dang, man. Uh, another big birthday today, celebrating his 92nd birthday. Who's that? Is Mickey Mouse. Oh. Ah, come on now. Yeah, Mori cares about Mickey Mouse's birthday because he made some cold calls across the country okay. to talk to people about Mickey Mouse's 92nd birthday okay. and actually find out if they knew uh, whether or not Mickey is 92. Okay. And to also get some of their best Mickey Mouse impressions. Hello? Oh, boy! It's my birthday! I'm Mickey Mouse! Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Hello? We have to celebrate. Yeah, let's do it. It's Mickey Mouse's 92nd birthday! <laughs> Yay! M-I-C-K-U-I-M-O-U-S-E. Mickey Mouse. Donald Duck. <laughs> I got to get your best Mickey Mouse impression. Ha -ha. Hi, kids. Holy, that was good. Wow. <laughs> Hello. Hey, how are you? It's Maury with the Rosin Mocha Show. How's it going? Hey, Maury. It's Mickey Mouse's 92nd birthday. Get out of town. Do your best Mickey Mouse impression for me right now. Uh, oh, boy. It's my birthday! Yay! Oh my god, has Mickey Mouse been a huge part of your life or what? No, not until today. I cannot say that he's been the biggest part of my oh. life, but you're not too far off. Hello? Would you believe today is Mickey Mouse's birthday? Mm-hmm. How old would you say Mickey Mouse is today? When I was in grade five, I was still watching it, so it's almost uh, more than 50 years. Would you believe Mickey Mouse today is 92 years old? 92? Yeah. Oh. Can you can you give me your best Mickey Mouse impression for me? Oh, boy, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Are you ready to celebrate Mickey Mouse's birthday with me? What? M-I-C. <laughs> what, what, you want me to spot it in? No, don't you know the song? M-I-C-K-E-Y, what? And then you go, M-O-U-S-E. M-O-U-S-E. 
Mickey Mouse, and then you go, Donald Duck. <laughs> Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck. What is going on? Yeah. Can, you, can you give me your best Mickey Mouse impression for me right now? Uh, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. Are you embarrassed? Are you shy? Like, are all the ladies around? You're going to, like, embarrass yourself in front of the ladies? <laughs> I don't have a high enough voice for that. No? Is your, are your bros there? Uh, no, it's, I just don't want to do Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I just don't want to. Yeah, leave alone. Hello? Oh, my God. Are you ready to celebrate with us today? Celebrate? It's Mickey Mouse's birthday! <laughs> M-I-C-E-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E-M-O-U-S-E If I was calling Mickey Mouse and you are Mickey Mouse, how would he sound right now? How are you? <laughs> oh, Eric, how are you? I'm so good. How are you today? <laughs> I'm great. Today's my birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Nikki. Oh, would you sing with me? I will sing with you anytime. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. To me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday, Mickey Mouse. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Yo, this uh, George Clooney story that appears in the new GQ is so crazy. It sounds like it could be in a movie or that it's straight out of a movie. Which part? Um, a few years ago, there's this crazy rumor oh, yeah. started by one of George Clooney's friends yeah. who said that Clooney invited 14 people, 14 friends over for dinner. He was one of them and surprised each one of them with a suitcase which each one contained a million bucks in cash. Yeah. And then Clooney never said anything about it. He never denied it, never admitted to it, nothing. Until now with this GQ interview. And he said that this actually happened back in 2013, right after he met his now wife, Amal. He was single at the time. Uh, he had plenty of money and wanted to thank the people who helped him get to where he was. And apparently these friends, they had loaned him money throughout the years mm -hmm. of his career. And they helped him out. They let him sleep on their couches when he was broke, helped them, uh, he says, in other ways over the past 35 years. He said, George Clooney said, I quote, I thought, you know, without them, I don't have any of this. And if I get hit by a bus, they're all in the will. So why the heck am I waiting <laughs> to get hit by that bus? That's the way to do it. But then you start to figure, okay, $14 million, you can't just walk into a TD bank and do a withdrawal and say, hey, I want $14 bucks of my money. Clooney can. So Clooney did some research and found out that there is, as he says, an undisclosed location in downtown L.A. that has, and I quote, giant pallets of cash. Yeah. We have those here. Where? Here. They have them. Like all over the country, I bet. It's, yeah, and it's, it's f like certain people are allowed access to them, right? Yeah. Certain people are allowed access to them. And 
when you do a sort of wire transfer or money transfer that's in cash, like like cops use it, like RCMP uses it. Sure. I, they have access to this if they need large quanti- quantities of cash. It's like they that. Have, uh, they have access to these places. Like that scene in Breaking Bad. Remember the, you know, remember the famous scene where in the storage lock, locker, there's all these piles of cash. Yes. And then the big guy, Huel, he's just laying <laughs> yeah, on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how did George Clooney get $14 million from this secret location in L.A. in cash back to his place. He says he rented an old beat-up van that said florist (laughs) on it, drove it to this place, got into the freight elevator with the van, took it down to the vault, and loaded it up with cash. Yeah. God. And he it's only like a told, heist. Like, like how, like how many times you got to play Danny Ocean before right? you realize the irony in renting a van that reads "florist" on the side to go and move fourteen million dollars in cash from a secret location to your home. Uh, <laughs> George Clooney then said he divided the money into fourteen packs. He didn't talk about how he handled the taxes, but this friend who originally told the story said that George told them that he covered everything beforehand. Yeah, yeah, because that's yeah, because with a gift like that, you have to pay some sort of capital gains on mm-hmm. it. So I, 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 it loses the sort of the story changes when you give fourteen friends a million dollars each, and then they got to declare it in IRS. And like, what does that work out to? Like, so That's really, the boring part. really Clooney gave us like, <laughs> you know, it was like 602,000. Like, no, 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 you cover that. So realistically, that number, add another like almost six mil to that, I'm yeah. sure, yeah. right? In in just the taxes that would have, got the money. have been paid. Yeah. God, That's, a, that's a lot of Nespresso commercials he's got to make over the next couple of years. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So, did you hear the new version of the Saved by the Bell theme song? No. Okay. So, this, this is for the upcoming revival, and Lil Yachty redid the theme song. Oh, no. Do we have the original, Maury? Yeah. So, do you want to play the original? <sighs> yes. Okay. Okay, and then here is the uh, Lil Yachty redoing the Saved by the Bell theme song. No. No? Oh, no. wow. Absolutely wow. Just not. like that, huh? Yeah, absolutely not. I'll play the full song. Wow. No, I can tell you right now. Absolutely not. When I wake up in the morning, the line gives out a line. You can't tell me you like that. No, I don't. I think it's terrible. It sucks so, so bad. bad. <laughs> Is that real? Is that I'm really going to be their song? Be. No, that's real. It's Is a real it? theme song. I don't know. Do you that's need to, dumb. Okay, let's give it another chance here. Play it again. When I wake up in the morning, the gives out a Oh. 
Uh, like they couldn't get Zach Attack to do it? <laughs> That's so true. What was the what was the band name from um uh from Degrassi? What was Joey Jeremiah's band name called? The what? Wasn't it the Zit Remedy? Something oh like that. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Because back, back, every time you had like a high school show, like the, the lead guy had to have a band, right? Right. Zach Attack, Zit Remedy. It made them extra cool. It made oh, Please. Right? Yes. So you're not feeling the little Yachty Saved oh, by the Bell. That is terrible. No, huh? There are like a handful of Lil Yachty songs that I actually like. Yeah. I don't even know who he is. But this one here is just atrocious. Because to me, there's like a, Ugh. to me, there's not much song in it. Like there's not, like they pack a lot of song into the original, right? Like play yeah. the original for me again. Yeah. Because there's, there's a real good. Like, it's an actual song in that little tiny piece of music. Yeah. But when you listen to the little Yachty one, there's no song in there. Like, there's no chord progression. No, and he... I don't know. This is, like, pretty disappointing. When I wake up in the morning, the alarm keeps out of one. I don't think I'll ever make it on time. No. By the time I grab my books and I give myself... Sorry, I'm not going to torture this. Apparently, who's the singer of this who's actually singing? Scott Gale. You ever heard of him? No. No, me But you're not feeling this at all, no. huh? No. But you look angry. Are you angry? Yeah. Yeah. Because they ruined, like, such an iconic, great theme song. Yeah. Ugh. <sighs> Gross. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. So we all know our devices are listening to us, tracking us. Storing information, giving it to whoever, right? Thank God, because I forget everything. Um, yesterday, a package showed up that my wife had ordered some product and was opening the box. <laughs> you make that sound like it's drugs. <laughs> and she opened up the package yeah. and was telling me about these products and said the name of it, right? Yes. And maybe my phone was in my pocket or something. Sure. But it definitely was not in my hand, and it was definitely not on. Yeah. And then I go on to Facebook this morning. I hadn't gone on Facebook in months. And I see, like, a post from somebody, and then immediately underneath that was an ad for that particular product. Really? And I had never ser- I'd never heard of this the, the product name before. Yeah. I'd never searched for it before. Yeah. Uh, so that happened today. And... Google obviously tracks everything that we do as well, mm-hmm. especially if you use Maps. Right. Just know this. If you are a frequent user of Google Maps, there is a section that you can go in through your own account if you do enough digging, and you could find like a map of everywhere you've been and your phone has been with you. But does Maps have to be open in order for the Maury's face right now? No, absolutely not. As long as you have location services turned on on your phone, right? Okay. You could figure out. Uh, and if someone were to ever get that information, they would be able to track, let's say, an entire day as long as you had your device on you. Oof. So Google just analyzed nine months worth of Google Maps data and found 
the best and worst times of the day to go to various places during the pandemic. Okay, hold on a second here. Are you what? not going to tell us how to find that thing on oh, our I phone? I can't remember. Oh, my God. I thought that's what this was. <laughs> oh, no, no. I don't want a list of places. <laughs> I can't remember. It's somewhere in there. I'm sure I have the information stored, I don't know, somewhere. I don't want to. Whatever you're going to say next is useless to me right now. Oh, no, I. <sighs> you don't set that up and go, no, anyway, why, so here's where you want to do your shopping. The reason why I found that information out was because I was listening to like a crime podcast like a year and a half ago. Yeah. And the way they were to. The way they they found out the story of this particular suspect is they did the thing once they got his phone and got access to his phone. Uh, they went through his Google stuff and were able to track what he was doing well, over now, the course of a couple of days. Now I need to know. But if you are interested, because these places that Google's listing off is like best and worst times of the day during a pandemic to visit... They seem kind of obvious. Like, I don't know if you would need to analyze data to know that coffee shops are the busiest on a Saturday morning and the least busiest on a Tuesday afternoon. True. I don't know if you need Google to tell me that pharmacies are busiest on a Friday afternoon and the least busy on a Monday morning. True. Or that grocery stores are the busiest in the early afternoon on a Saturday, but the least busiest on a Monday. Or that restaurants are the busiest on Friday nights and the least busy on Tuesday afternoon. You know, like, you just got a bunch of people to open Google Maps and now they're all being traced, right? All that stuff seems like pretty obvious information. These guys aren't even listening to me. No, I'm not. No, but I'm trying to find that thing, man. Uh, man. Parks, and, uh, parks are the busiest on Saturday afternoons and the least busy early morning on weekdays. Okay, yeah, surprise, surprise. Like, right? come on, yeah. really? This was just, all this is right now, all this is yeah. is just a ploy to get people to open maps on their phone. As soon as you mention maps, yeah, and something cool. Everybody just opens maps, and now you're just, you've just, like, everybody's being followed right now. How do I find <laughs> that thing? <laughs> okay. um, I have no business at a pharmacy right now. I, uh... What? what? Uh, on your Google Maps, you hold down on timeline, and then everything... Timeline? Where do I find that? Thank you for all of your texts. Where's time, Mocha? No, you, I, listen, I, man, I I'm it. so pissed at you right now. What? Because. But now you know when you can go for, to a restaurant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tuesday afternoon, yeah. least busy. Okay, great. Now I know that I shouldn't go to a park Wednesday at 9. <laughs> <laughs> like, You're welcome. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Do you watch uh, John Oliver at all? Not really. No, I used to watch John Oliver a lot. Just and like then, whatever pops up on YouTube now. Yeah. So he's had this thing going on on his show um, with Adam Driver where I don't know exactly where it started from, but anytime he can work Adam Driver into something that he's talking about, he sees a cat that looks like Adam Driver, whatever. He, he, he works Adam Driver into it, and then he just, like, overly sexualizes Adam Driver. and Are makes they like it, friends? No, I don't think or, so. And makes oh. it super weird about all the things that he wants Adam Driver to do to him. So this is a montage of John Oliver thirsting over Adam Driver. And what about Adam Driver himself? Is he bothered by this continued sexualization? He seems like a fairly private guy who's generally uncomfortable with attention, making what I'm doing possibly some form of harassment. 
harassment. <laughs> Slap a restraining order on me, you forlorn block. <laughs> Beg me to stop, you menacing obstacle. Pull my heart out through my ear, you meaty oak tree. Oh my Impale my brain, you unacceptable monstrosity. I wouldn't want anyone with the coronavirus serving me my next meal, unless, of course, that person was Adam Driver, because <laughs> infecting me with dessert is very much on my running list of things Adam Driver can do to me. Oh, I'm sorry. You thought I'd stop the Adam Driver bit because I'm stuck at home now? You were wrong about that. And yes, I know my wife can hear me. That's part of it. <laughs> Sneeze in my McFlurry, you pensive bison. <laughs> Ravage my lungs, you relentless hillock. Okay, so this what? has been going on for a while now. And so last night on John Oliver was his final show of the year. Okay. And right before he ended, he got a, his FaceTime started going. And then when he answered it, it was Adam Driver. Oh. And so this is how that conversation well, Adam went. Adam Driver, I can't believe you're calling. Oh, good. Listen to me. Yep. What the are you doing <laughs> this bit right this bit this thing you've been doing that's either sexual or violent no, you know I, I like to think of it more as a little column a little column b this strange strange bit yeah. that for some reason you pulled me into mm -hmm. what is it do you realize over this past year what you've asked me to do to you collapse on your chest yeah. <laughs> tie your fingers in a square knot yeah. step on your throat <laughs> shatter your knees pull your heart out through your ear what's wrong with you you realize we're strangers, right? I don't know you. And now random people on the internet sand us, right. claiming that you thirsting over me is a move. You're right, Adam. I get it. I get it. I was having some weird fun. Exactly. Yeah. And now you're what? I'm America's naughtiest uh, Sure. But more importantly, you're... Um, six feet of nasty spankable bird meat crammed into a suit? Oh sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm trying to get you to say you're sorry. Right. Jesus Christ, you <laughs> deeply weird, small, small thing. I'm sorry, Adam. I, I'm truly, truly sorry. Consider this bit over. It's done. So the, <laughs> the only thing more awkward than John Oliver doing that in the first place was the Adam Driver bit, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. And I think that John Oliver really, like, his show... When you can't hear people laugh, it's weird. That killed the joke right there. Yeah, like it's it's weird. Like John Oliver, like I always loved it when people, you could hear like people laugh, right? Sure. And John Oliver without that stuff, like especially when he's doing the Adam Driver stuff, like it's just weird. The whole thing is weird. Yeah, creepy almost. And I had no idea that any of this stuff was going on. And I get like having Adam Driver on in the finale and everything else, then he comes on and plays the, 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 the part and they, they get along and... I don't know. I don't know, man. Adam Driver's like delivery throughout this whole thing. Well, because like, he's so intense, yeah, right? Totally. So is this how it sounds when I flirt with you all the time? Oh, God. <laughs> Worse. <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hey, Rachel, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi. So, what do you need help with? I need help spicing things up in the boudoir. In the boudoir? How old are you, Rachel? <laughs> 25. Why well, you talk like you're 90? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you wrote us this, Razamoka fixed my life. My fiance and I recently moved out of his parents' house where we spent the past year and a half repressed in the bedroom as we shared a wall with his parents' bedroom. Oh, God. Uh, now that we have more <laughs> privacy, I'm looking to spice things up, although my fiance is apprehensive because I'm his first and he has expressed concerns about not uh, about being unable to perform. Just curious about other things we could explore together.
together. I understand his nervousness as I have had only vanilla experiences myself, but I'm willing to try everything with him and see where that leads. How do I navigate these conversations with him without making him feel uncomfortable? Because what happens in the bedroom must be 100% mutual as consent is sexy. And you are mm. right about that. Okay. So when you guys were living at his parents' place, like nothing was happening? It was when no one was home. And oh, okay, it was okay. Very they had to be like, like, yeah. like little mice, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Sneaking around. So I think that the only way to have this conversation <laughs> with you is to just sort of talk. And then if bleeps happen, then bleeps happen. So everybody okay, else involved. Everybody else involved can sort of figure it out for their for their self. Um, okay, so a couple things here. You guys are young and you're in love, right? Yeah, very much so. Now, when you are together in the boudoir, do you both have fun? <laughs> like, do you both enjoy it? Oh, yeah, 100%. Is the idea of spicing things up your idea or is it the two of you coming to? Like, is he fine with the way things are and you're not? He's 100% fine with the way things are. And, like, I'm okay with everything. I'm just curious. Okay. So, what are you curious and about? And, wait, before you answer that question, have you brought it up with him that you're curious about certain things? Yes. Oh, okay. So what are those things? Oh. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll say this while, while you figure out a way to say it. Things that work and things that don't work, okay? Things that work have to be things that both people are comfortable in. Things that will never yeah. work is if you ask somebody to do something that they're not comfortable doing. Meaning yeah. something like role-playing, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, some people are super into role-playing. Other people find it, like, wildly embarrassing and the least sexy <laughs> thing that you could ever imagine. And they may do it to appease you, but they will hate it every single time they do it. That's, Wait, Rachel, that- yeah. you, you want to, like, dress up like a Viking or something? I mean... <laughs> okay, so it's role playing is what you're into. Okay, I don't know. That's the you don't thing. Know. I've never. Oh, I, okay, I, gotcha. I'm just. I want to unlock doors and see what happens. I'm not. I don't know what I like. I don't know what I don't like, and it's the same for him, right? So I would say. I would say this. One thing that can become very sexy um, with a couple is if you have these conversations outside of the bedroom. Uh-huh. Is if you yeah. ju- if you just sit and talk about things and don't go at it in, in any sort of like I would like you to do this or I'd like you to do this. Talk about what you like and what feels good, and then get him sort of talking about the same thing. Go at it from positive angles. Talk about the positive right. things and how to expand on that. Now, the one thing I will say that will immediately spice up your world. Okay, is if you just sort of set one rule and you don't even have to say that rule out loud, just sort of live by it. And that is you can finish in the boudoir. You can finish in the bedroom. Just don't start in the bedroom. Okay. All roads lead to the bedroom. You know what I mean? Don't don't start. Don't don't go to the bedroom to do this. Start somewhere else. Start on the couch at the end of Grey's Anatomy. Start while you're putting the dishes in the dishwasher. Start while, you know, while you're doing your hair in the morning. Like, start somewhere else. You can end in the bedroom, but start somewhere else. That's really good advice. <laughs> that's what I would say. That's that's the first thing you can do to sort of spice things up. The only thing that's 100% off the table is feet. <laughs> is feet? Feet? Yeah, no, never feet. <laughs> like, you don't, like, you don't want them, like, touch, uh, touching and kissing your feet and stuff like know. that? <laughs> Mocha hates foot stuff. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to know. Mocha- I don't want to know. Sure, yeah. done. No okay. feet. Got it. <laughs> no feet. 100%. Cool. No feet. Never. All right, cool. No feet. We're all on the same page. Okay, all good. right, then. All right. <laughs> now, does he really want Does he? But does he really want to do foot stuff? Is that the? Is that your problem? I don't know. Oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. So you haven't had, like, an extensive me. conversation as to what he likes, what you like, what you'd like to try. No, see, that's that's where I need mm-hmm. help navigating, like, how, how to have that conversation. I guess... 
I'm going to try approaching it from curiosity instead of like, I want you to do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I I would say just shaking it up, shaking, shake up the, the, the optics of things and shake up the, Mm -hmm. the, your procedure and shake up the time of day and shake up where you do it and shake up where you start. Like just, you can just launch right into it. Who cares? It's your life, right? Like there's no, there's no rules when it comes to routine. Yeah. Just build, (laughs) just build, build a routine around spontaneity and, and see where that takes you. Okay. I think we could try that because otherwise things become, you're very young and then things become very formal. It's, you know, you you guys go to bed at the same time. You lie this way. He lies this way. And then, right. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't do that. But do you, you guys, you guys got a lot of life in you. So, you know, see what that kitchen counter has to offer. (laughs) (laughs) Just no feet. Just no feet. Just no feet. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Rachel. Thank you so much for your help, guys. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Roz, are you excited? Are you nervous? <laughs> What's going on? I know. DeLuca's on the phone. Uh, Andrew DeLuca, Dr. Andrew DeLuca, uh, Giacomo Ginotti uh, from Grey's Anatomy. He's also partnered up with Nobis. They make awesome coats for their No Cold Shoulder campaign. We'll get into that. Also, uh, McDreamy is back. How did he keep that a secret? And uh, they went really deep, really deep with DeLuca last week. Paging Dr. Andrew DeLuca. Andrew DeLuca. <laughs> Dr. DeLuca, are you there? <laughs> I'm here. How are you doing? Good. We got so much to go over in a very short period of time, so we're going to get right into it. So um, uh, we'll get to the coat drive in a second because I actually think that's really, really wonderful. But you, um, after the premiere of Grey's, when we've all been waiting forever for the show to come back on, uh, a lot of the attention on social media was directed towards you because the the light that you guys are shining on uh, mental health and the way that they played your character and that one scene where everybody was in that room with you hit a lot of people in a lot of different Different ways, and the love you got from that was incredible. How did you feel about that? Yeah, I think you know we planted this seed uh, for my character um, having bipolar a couple seasons ago, introducing my father character and introducing him having uh, you know very clear uh, mental health issues. So with that father storyline, we sort of planted a seed that you know maybe um, it could be hereditary. Maybe it was something that Deluca was going to have to uh, also traverse on his own. Um, but we didn't know. And so, you know, a couple of years later, we got to play out the storyline, uh, which was last year's storyline where, you know, uh, DeLuca clearly was displaying symptoms, going through things, experiencing different mental states of mania and lows and uh, and having everyone else uh, who, who he loves and, and works with witness it as well, um, which is uh, not fun to say the least. So because of COVID, you know, we got shut down. We, we didn't get to finish uh, last season. And so some of the um, some of the uh, themes that you guys were seeing last week were actually from last season. Oh, oh wow! Were, gotcha. That oh. we were we were actually managed to uh, salvage and and sort of repurpose. So you'll notice, um, you know, when when you watch the premiere, that there's two timelines. There's the current timeline where yeah. all of our doctors are wearing masks. We're clearly in the middle of the pandemic, and then there's the timeline before. Uh, the pandemic, and that's where you know um, Deluca is experiencing um, his bipolar, and and you know, getting to the point where he's he's open enough to seek treatment and help among his friends. So it was, uh, I feel honored to be able to shed light on that. Hey man, how did you keep McDreamy a secret? <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that's, like, that's a tough one. My like, God, you man! If you don't zip your lips, you die. That's like that was like a sworn to secrecy for sure. But you know, Krista are. Christopher Vernoff, our showrunner, 
um, she said, she tweeted, that, you know, like a lot of the cast didn't know, a lot of the producers didn't know, some of the people at the network didn't know. So That's it was crazy. a it was a kind of up and down the board secret that only select people because they had to know knew. So um, yeah, uh, the the fans were just going crazy last week on on Twitter. So. Um, it was uh, it was cool to see. Uh, Giacomo Giannotti is on the Raza Mocha show. Giacomo from Grays. When you're talking about like everything with McDreamy and stuff, do they keep scripts from you guys a secret? Like, do you only get what you're going to shoot coming up within the next couple of days, couple of weeks, or do you get like a full run of the entire season so you know what to expect? We definitely have never gotten a full run of the entire season. Uh, we just get the you know one episode at a time. Um, the writers in the writers' room are obviously probably about you know four or five episodes uh, ahead of us. Um, some storylines they might be way ahead of us, but actually written episodes they're usually only a couple or a few ahead. Um, so uh, a lot of the times when they say you know we can't give you any information, it's, it's true because they don't have it. They're, they haven't gotten to that kind of fork in the road yet in the season. But mm. um, when there's big secrets like this one, I think uh, you know for example they were using different names in the script. Um, oh. would, um, you know, they, they, I think she used a different character. So instead of Patrick Dempsey, it was like another character. So all the, everyone was reading it thinking like, Oh, she's meeting this other character on the beach. Like interesting, not knowing that it was really going to be, you know, Patrick Dempsey. So, uh, you're the face of yeah. uh, no cold shoulder. Um, you've been involved with these guys for a little bit now. It was this an easy thing for you to say yes to? Yeah. So I, I started, uh, as, as Nobis uh, global ambassador in March as we released their spring line. Uh, we are at this event in New York. It was gorgeous. And uh, I've been a longtime fan of, of Nobis and, um, Robin, the, uh, the founder is, is just such an amazing, uh, guy who's created a, a really incredible outerwear brand, but also one that, um, has a, has a really big part of giving back and always has. And, you know, when I noticed that, I, I just knew that it was somebody I wanted to be in partnership with. And we immediately started talking about, okay, I, you know, you know, what can we really do together to give back? And so with, the uh, this has been a hard year, guys, for everybody. It doesn't matter yeah. who you are, where you are. You've been affected by this year. Uh, you can't say you haven't been. And so we thought with winter coming up, uh, it'd be a great way to just lessen a little bit of the burden, financial burden on families. Um, a lot of times when you, you hear about coat drives, you, you think automatically of, of homeless people. But really, the reality is that there's a lot of people living under the poverty line that aren't homeless and that if they could get a couple of jackets uh, for free for their kids, for themselves, that, that would you know help them to be able to make rent or, or whatever it is or their car payment and just, you know, lessen that burden a bit. So we've, uh, we've come together. We've done the first ever virtual coat drive. Uh, you can go to nocoldshoulder.com. That's going to get you the, the nearest retailer to you where you can drop off your gently used coat mm -hmm. and you'll be given a free, uh, beanie or two because we say in Canada. <laughs> and, uh, of course any purchase you make on the nobis.com, uh, website will also, uh, apart from you know getting your jacket, will give you uh, a reusable bag where you can put your jacket in as well as the the tube to say thank you. So we're just trying to spread love, spread awareness, and uh, and help people stay warm this winter season. You just mentioned how hard of a year this was, and that only hit harder once you started seeing all these stories of uh, Ellen saying that she uh, may be time to walk away from Grays. Do you see an end happening soon? I think you know what what our showrunner Krista Vernoff has said in, in the media interviews is that it sort of it it feels like the last season. Yeah. You know, it has a it had a it has a feeling of it. I think we're all kind of definitely nearing the end, but you know, never say never. We we don't know if this is the last one. I think 
the powers that be want the show to go on forever. But I think every every showrunner and, and creator needs to know also that the good time to, to hang up the hat when you're on a high. And uh, so it's a tough balance. So I, I don't know. I think we're I think we're nearing the end. Are we definitively at the end? I, I, I don't know. I can't say. Giacomo Giannotti, a.k.a. Dr. Andrew DeLuca from Grey's Anatomy. Thank you so much for kicking it on the Ross and Mocha Show today. Have a great day, guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I'm going to play a piece of audio, and then I'm going to show you the video to go along with it. Okay. So it makes a little bit more sense, okay? Mm-hmm. What you're going to hear is jingle bells being played by somebody taking a Sharpie marker okay. on a piece of paper and writing something out. Okay. And in the way this person is writing it out, it makes it sound like jingle bells. And in the video, what this person is writing out is like this nerdy math equation. <laughs> oh, gee, there's a lot going on here, man. Okay, just listen to this. Okay. So press with the bells. But he doesn't even get any notes right. Like, he's not, like, manip- I thought it was going to be, like, squeaks and stuff like that. Oh. Okay, so, now, okay. do you want to watch the video? Yes, please. Okay, so, again, this is some I nerd. has to make sense in some way. Uh, writing out a math equation on their computer. Okay. Or, sorry, on a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with a Sharpie. Okay. Hit Ready? Me. Yeah. So, there's the bells. Okay. 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 I don't even. I don't even know what kind of math that is, man. I, have, I don't even know if that's real math. He's just like writing lines and numbers yeah. and stuff. Some of the comments on this video are so yeah. funny. Are they loving so, it or what are they saying? So, quote: What instrument do you play? Answer. I'll play the homework. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody else wrote and said, this is how math teachers celebrate on Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Maury. It just sucks because, like, if you wanted to actually try that, you have to know math. Well, you, you could try it with other things. Like just, what, drawing a house? Just no, right? Yeah, draw a house. Right. Yeah, it's a, just write, in the way that you sentence. are. It's just, it's just, don't use that. Don't use that at all. No, uh, no, no, no. It's a Sharpie. That's no, what he used. No, no. That is the biggest Sharpie that, that is going to go through everything that it touches. What if I use just a regular pen? Sh- go, you can try. Okay. Okay, you can try. All right. Okay, yeah. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you, you know, know the tune? Do you know the tune of Jingle Bells? Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells. All you're writing Batman. right now is Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells. Okay, you you write, and then we're gonna try and sing along. Yeah. Okay. okay ready? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells. Yeah, but the, okay, here's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know okay. how to sing no, no, Bells. No, no. I would like to if actually you know, the know what tune, the problem but you still is. Also, want to draw something? You have to be able to multitask. Like, I'm trying to draw a house, but at the same time, also think of Jingle Bells. Okay. So. Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells. 
Yeah, jingle, see? Jingle all the way. Yeah, but then I didn't draw anything. <laughs> no, but it's, the point is not to draw something. It's just to come up with the tune okay. based on here's on how you stroke. Here's <laughs> here's what I think. Here's where I think that it should it should start is I think you should know what you want to draw ahead of time and then just draw that thing to the tune of Jingle Bells. Okay, a fish. Well, if there's a lot of curved lines in a okay. fish. Okay, take two, shopping cart. Uh, okay, sure, go okay. ahead. Okay. Yeah, shopping cart, shopping cart. Shopping cart, cart uh, Shopping cart, shopping cart, shopping cart, shop. Okay, yeah, this is a disaster morning. But I got a great shopping cart. I don't know what you just did. I don't. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Mullen Ackerman's going to get into a fight. <laughs> I love Mullen Ackerman. I've always loved Mullen Ackerman. Uh, the new movie is Chick Fight, and it's sort of like Girl Fight Club, like Women's Fight Club. They they start this underground society of like women supporting women, but through punching each other in the face. Yeah, and she gets a square off against Bella Thorne. Yeah, Mullen Ackerman. Hello, it's Razamoka. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? Good. So who in your life was a little bit nervous when you said you're going to do a movie where you might accidentally get punched in the face? Uh, nobody. Nobody seemed to care. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, come on. Really? No, I'm joking. <laughs> no one asked if it was, like, dangerous or anything like that? <laughs> nope, nobody. They just, you know what I, do you know what I chalked that up to? Is that they trust that I, I'm always going to win. You know what I mean? Fair there enough. You, Fair you know enough. how tough I am. I just can't <laughs> tell The amount of interviews that we've done with people who have done a fight movie at one time where they're like, oh, my God, I almost ruined my career. <laughs> 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 no, see, I, I got the moves, guys. You gotta have faith in me. Come on. And that's okay. the thing. How much? And and th- so much of this was you. Like you put in the work, right? Mm. We did put in the work. Yeah, it was. Uh, we we had amazing stunt doubles for sure. So they took the hard hits where we were like flying through the air and landing on our backs. That was not me. Um, but definitely did as much as I possibly could. You know, I always feel like that is easier for editing and it just looks better, obviously. So we gave it our all and um, uh, got a few bruises and, and, and bumps and my knees are definitely not as strong as they used to be. But, um, but you know, it, it was all worth it. It was so much fun. I love this kind of yeah. How long? How uh, long uh, prior to to start filming this movie did you have to actually go through some actual like fight training? Two days. Really? <laughs> yeah. We, it was a it was a seventeen day shoot. This is you know low budget filming. Seventeen days of shooting. So you know when we landed, we shot in Puerto Rico, and I think it was literally two days before we started shooting. Bella Thorne and I got together with the scent choreographer and started going through the moves, and we filmed it all so that we could sort of practice on our own at home. Um, and, and we left the big fight scene to the end of the shoot day, the last week of the shoot. So we had some time sort of on our own to go through it. And whenever we were on set, we'd go through some of the moves with the stunt choreographer. And it was on the fly, you know? Um, that's that's low-budget filming. <laughs> uh, talk, us, talk us through the, the, the plot real quick here, because the way I, I, I've been trying to explain it uh, in my own head, yeah. which is... It's almost a punk rock take on hashtag women supporting women. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> sure. 
sure. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. This is a popcorn entertaining film. It's not, you know, it's not, it wasn't meant to be a commentary. On society no. But I do love that it is, you, you nailed it. It's like sisterhood. It's women supporting women and lifting each other up because a lot of times we're just portrayed as catty to one another in films and, you know, pulling, pulling each other down. But this is so nice. But you do it, like, but you do it with punching, not going shopping, which is what you get in a lot of movies, <laughs> right? friends after you know don't you ever remember that in school you see people and they get into fights and afterwards they're best friends it's just to bring people together <laughs> uh when you have a movie coming out by the way Mullen ackerman is on the raza mocha show uh the new movie is chick fight uh available on demand right now when you do have a movie coming out do you sit down with other people to watch the final product do you watch your own movies maybe alone do you have other people <laughs> watch it and then kind of give you insight it it, it depends you know lately it's been interesting obviously because we're in lockdown so um i've got my husband and my son <laughs> um but i and i do enjoy watching it with with him i mean my son's not going to watch this one but um i uh, i i do like to see it at least once and it can be with other people i don't have to watch it on my own but it usually only happens once as i cringe through it and then afterwards you know kind of pretend it never happened um but that that's about it because <laughs> you want to see the whole product put together which is really fun and uh we're a couple months into the school year now are you is, is he at school or are you homeschooling no well we we kind of did a hybrid for ourselves here we got together with three other families so it's him and three other kids in a little pod Aww. um because we just needed to get him socialized a bit he was going nuts by himself here so we we've got our pod together we're we've sort of started a relationship like we're committed to each other we're loyal we take our tests every two weeks and really, huh? you know make sure that we're being safe just so that we can have some socialization for the kids and also some free time for me i guess that's the whole thing is that everybody's like oh my god yeah. teachers do a lot a lot i mean i could have told you that beforehand my yes. best friend is a teacher and i don't know how she does it but yeah they do a lot they deserve millions of dollars a year and, <laughs> and uh, what do you got? What are you guys doing for the holidays? Obviously, we can't do big, giant family things. So, what's the what's the no, plan for you guys? We're just hanging at home. It's just going to be the three of us, and um, and we're going to just make it a really sweet sort of um, small Christmas. And I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah. A nice Aww, calm one nice. here. Uh, Chick yeah. Fight is available right now on demand everywhere. Mullen Ackerman, thank you so much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. COVID numbers just rising everywhere, right around the world. In Florida over the weekend, they had over 10,000 cases of COVID mm-hmm. and over 4,000 yesterday. Tampa Bay Lightning assistant coach had his day with the Stanley Cup. Because everyone in the organization will get get one day to kick it with the cup and have a celebration if you choose. Eat cereal out of it. Do all that stuff, right? So this assistant coach threw a beach party and invited 50 people. Yeah. There's like no social distancing. Nobody was wearing masks. Based on the pictures that I've seen that were submitted, right? And then at least three people... Just based on the pictures, yeah, we're caught drinking out of the cup. That's what you do. That's what you do, man. Listen. But this comes after last month, another player had the cup and was letting random fans <laughs> yeah. drink out of the cup. Listen. 
People are over. People are over COVID. I don't know how many times I can say that. They're over it. I know. Look at these pictures, though. They're over it, man. Nice and sunny out there. Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, Florida's right? gorgeous, right? Look at that. Let's girl down on her knees drinking out of the cup. Oh, yeah. Another dude just lines up. He's like, yo, me next. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't say that I wouldn't get in that line. Really? <laughs> no way. Come on, man. You would? No, nah, this- not after a Tampa Bay win. Not after a Tampa Bay win. <laughs> not after a Tampa Bay win. I'll tell you right now, though. Okay, let me ask you this. Let me, yes. ask, you, let me ask you this, okay? If you were walking down the street, you left uh, this building, okay? Okay. And you stumbled upon... Let's just say in the uh, the world was different, and the the Raptors won won the NBA championship. Okay? Or when they did two years ago. No, no, no. Let's say now, like it's let's happening. Say let's say it's happening now. COVID is a Co- thing. It's an absolute thing. Yeah. Okay. It's an, okay. It's an absolute thing, and you stumble out of this building at the same time that uh, Kyle Lowry and his whole posse are coming out of SUVs to come into this building for something. Who knows? Uh-huh. Who knows? Whatever it is, right? Okay. To party. To party. And there's a group of fans out front. They're like, I don't know, say 15, 20 people. Not a big group, but like 15, 20 people, right? Okay. Let's say half are not wearing masks. Okay. okay. And they're all dancing and cheering and everything else. Yeah. And then you walk out and Kyle Lowry holds up the trophy over his head and then he kisses it and yeah. then holds it back up and the crowd goes wild. And as you're walking out, he looks at you and goes, Mocha, and you go, Kyle, and then he hands you the trophy to kiss. Do you kiss it? I do not. You no. do not. Absolutely not. Bull no, I do not kiss roar. that trophy. Nope, nope, I will not. No? Nope, would you, absolutely would you, would not. Would you touch it? I wouldn't even touch you it. You wouldn't even touch no, it. No, I assess the situation. I look around. Please. And I see all those people. You would and be... I see the people who are not wearing masks. No. No way, man. You know me. You wouldn't even see anything. I'm, I know no. you. You wouldn't be I able to. You wouldn't see anything. You would, would only not. see Kyle Absolutely Lowry in the trophy. No. You would have no idea what's even going no, on. I wouldn't. I am probably more paranoid than I should be. Right. In and around this time. Anyway, I hate hypotheticals. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Hey, David, don't worry. Come in here for one quick second. Sashay. Hello, David, Maury. We got some betting to do. It's hard to walk today. These are some hard birthdays today, fellas. Oh, boy. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Rachel McAdams. How old is Rachel McAdams today? Oh, Rachel McAdams is 36 years old. Damn it, Now, don't be tricked. She speaks maturely. Okay. So she's actually younger? Yes. Okay. What do you say? 36. So the same age as Mocha. What did Mocha say? 36. 36. Oh, yeah, that. (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs) Uh, 42. Oh, wow. I'm the same age. Okay. Uh, RuPaul. You're 42? RuPaul. Wait, hold on. Stop. How old is RuPaul? Hold on a second. Yes, what? Well, I look younger, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was 45, I'm sorry. <laughs> RuPaul, how old is RuPaul? Uh, RuPaul is 47 years old. Hey, did you see that story about RuPaul owning a big ranch in Wyoming like all the other stars do? No. But only he leases it for fracking? I had no idea about this, yeah. What is fracking? Oh, it's a whole thing more. Okay. Uh, RuPaul, how old is RuPaul? Okay, you said fracking, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, yes. <laughs> yes. How old is RuPaul? How old's Ru? 47. Maury? 58. 60. RuPaul is 60? RuPaul is 60. Good Danny DeVito, the great Danny DeVito. 82. Maury. 71. 76. Oh. Lorne Michaels. Saturday Night Live. Yes. Lorne Michaels is 70. 70. 70. Maury? 70. 
76. Same oh, wow. age as Danny DeVito. Uh, Martin Scorsese. Wait, Danny DeVito looks way older than Lauren Michaels, okay, though. Okay, I don't know, man. Okay, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> that happens when you get up into the 70s. You I get guess. some guys that look real good, some guys just like... Let's throw it all away. Jello, yeah. I'm going to look um, fabulous by the way. It's uh huh. <laughs> Martin Scorsese. Oh, Martin Scorsese. Martin uh, Scorsese. 83. Maury. 78. 78, right on the dot. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. He looks uh, old as hell. Now, here we get to the difficult one. And we thought Rachel McAdams was tough. Yeah. You thought RuPaul was tough. Yeah. You thought Danny DeVito was tough because Mocha says he looks older than 76. I mean, he does, though. Isaac Hansen. Isaac Hansen is the oldest brother in the Hansen family. The Hansen brothers. How old? (sighs) Because you know, like, there were three different ages, right? Like, so I think you might look at that band as being... I thought they were twins. No, no, there's there's three. It's it's an older brother, middle brother, and then the little brother who was the drummer. Okay, quick math. I'm going to say oldest Hansen is 41 years old. Maury. 37. 37. 40. Oh, close. So close. Yes. <laughs> so close. Uh, wow, that there's a Hanson that's 40 years old? Also, Damn. how old does that make you feel? <laughs> no, I, you know, I never knew how old that oldest brother was. Yeah, no, but you remember like when I, the Umbop video came out, yeah, they all looked I, like children. I know, but it was like, it was one of those kid bands where like the, the good looking middle kid, you know, looked kind of young. And then the little, little brother was the drummer. You could tell and that he was a child. People only paid attention to those two anyway. Right. And then so the older brother was just like, I didn't know whether he was like 10 years older than them. I didn't know whether he was like four years old. And like this guy I has never, children too. I never knew how old Isaac was. Why is that so shocking? Yeah, no, because like, I, I remember them as little kids. Maury, I think that, I think that the, the, the Hanson brothers have like, I think they have like 11 children between them. What? Yeah, 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 no. yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on here. Hold on here. Hanson Brothers Children. Children. Yeah, man. They got a lot of kids between them. They got a lot of kids between them. Hold on here. Um, give me one second. 13 kids between Whoa. them. Wow. Three brothers, 13 kids. Wow. And you think Sir. those kids, they know that their dad was an umbop guy, right? You would assume. Because that's what pays for everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <You> know? <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Hello, Fabian. What's going on, guys? How are you, buddy? I'm good. How about you guys? Good, good man. So I'm on day five on the reversal spray of uh, Raza Mocha strain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, so sir. Fabian is a farmer, and he's decided to make a Raza Mocha strain of weed, right? Yes. Okay. And what does rever- oh. reverse spraying mean? Because that sounds like what the, the, the feral cats do to my back window. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's so right, right now I got a female plant and I'm spraying a branch with silver and distilled water and it's supposed to reverse the plant from a female to a male and create pollen sacs so I could be able to use that pollen on the other plants to create the raws and mocha strain oh wow so is this uh, one of the raws and or mocha yes. weed plants? Oh, so yes. which is a female that you're trying to turn to a dude? I don't know which one I'm going to pick as raws or mocha, but it's just Scotty. I was oh. more lean to mocha with that because I know he's brown, but inside he's Italian. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> <laughs> with, all, with, all, with all the pomodori uh, this guy makes and everything like that, he's basically Italian. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so how is it going, though? Are you happy with the, the progress so far? So far, I'm actually happy. The, the one that I'm reversing is very happy, so that's good. Uh, I just got to wait to introduce the other two plants uh, Wednesday. 
so we'll see how that goes. Oh, That's introduced awesome. for the first time. Yeah, yeah, this is my first time. I told you, my first strain was going to be for you guys, man. Right. I'm going to do it big. I know it's weed yeah. and all, but maybe you should get them a little drunk before you introduce them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> but hey, what? a lot of people are messaging me online, right, about this. Yeah. So I... Uh, there was one person in particular, she messaged me, she wants to get, like, I'm answering a lot of people's help, but, like, any of the listeners that want to grow and stuff. Yeah. So, I'm doing, I'm doing a giveaway for a grow tent, a complete kit. Like, they get Stop lights, they we get can't, everything. We can't do that here, man. Maybe, yeah. No, I'm doing it. I know. Okay. <laughs> for God's sake. Yo, every time you're on our show, you get, like, DMs like crazy, huh? I, I get DMs no matter what, man. Yeah. Everybody, when they hear your podcast, whatever man i get yeah. dms i get followers and everything okay so, so you know okay so what's your what's your ad handle again it's family trees 19 right a m i l y t r e e s 19 right and you can uh, go on there and check out all the pictures and of your progress and everything else everything, right okay. everything and then i'm gonna try to find a way where i could like you know I can handpick out the listeners because I don't want fakes coming to me too. Oh, this is the book I want to share. I don't want to give anything to fakes. Anybody that's real that listens to you guys, I'm yeah. hands down ready to give anything they want for free. You know All right. I mean? the, All seeds, right. the weed, whatever. When are you going to come and hotbox with Maury? I guess when COVID's over, I huh? Know, man, I've been getting so many DMs about that that, that episode. They're like, yo, please, didn't call. call. So I'm letting you guys know challenge accepted. When Maury's ready to to get lit, I'll be there, eh? <laughs> What's that, Maury? I'll what? get that guy lit. You well, Maury? You're ready. Maury's ready. No, no, we got to wait for COVID to be away. I can't go put you in a van with... Well, that's get, true, too. Okay, so Maury has my number. Up your Tell Maury when he's ready to text me, and I'll yeah. come. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll set all, all right. that up. Yeah, yeah. Sounds all right, good. Fabian, you know we got love for you, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Love's right back at you guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I know we've been hearing about Ryan Reynolds' new movie, Free Guy, for a little bit. Trailer for it looks awesome, and they pushed back the release date. But he's got another movie coming out next week called Crudes. New Age. It's a sequel to the animated first Crudes movie. He voices the character uh, simply named Guy. And we all know that Ryan Reynolds put out a tweet informing... Mm -hmm fans of Alex Trebek after Alex passed away uh, that Alex would film the cameo for the movie Free Guy. Yeah. And it was filmed last year and in the tweet Ryan Reynolds said he was gracious and funny in addition to being uh, curious, stalwart, gen- uh, generous, reassuring and of course Canadian. We love you Alex and always will. So yesterday on Extra Ryan Reynolds was promoting the new Crudes movie and was asked about his last conversation he had with Alex Trebek, because apparently there was one. One of the sort of things that it forces you to look around a little bit and see the, the, the the people and the faces that are in our lives every day and and really to remember not to take them for granted because, you know, I I was talking with Alex on the phone two months ago, Um, you know, and that was amazing. Just that, uh, you know, all of us just like that, he's gone, you know, so really I, I, uh, it was a conversation about uh, one of the shows he had coming up. Um, I've been on the show a number of times, and he was he was asking me about 
perhaps coming on again. And I, I was shooting in Atlanta and I was unable to do it, but I did, I did get to speak with him, which is always a privilege and a pleasure because, uh, you know, when you, when you, when you're speaking with people like that, that you grew up watching and suddenly you're talking to them on the phone, you know, you, you start to reflect, you know, so you just never know. It's like, you know, tomorrow is not a given and, you know, hug them tight, the people in your, in, in your life. And it's, uh, yeah, it was, it was really, really shocking and, and sad. And I, you know, obviously he was sick and, you know, it wasn't totally wildly unexpected, but it's still a heartbreaking nonetheless. It's absolutely, you know, gut wrenching. Oh, that's sweet. It's Ryan Reynolds talking to extra about Alex Trebek. That's sweet, man. Right. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha show podcast. Yo, Friday's going to be like 15 degrees. See, that's what I'm saying, man. So there you go. Thursday. I got, I got no Thursday problems. is 11 degrees. <laughs> what else is going on? Tomorrow, three? I still laugh every time you say Jersey. Why? I don't know. It's funny to me. But Thursday it's is like, Jersey. It's like you're like the last holdout for What are you talking about? There's Jersey. a new season starting on okay. Thursday night. Okay. That show, sh- it, it at least admitted that that show should have been done years and no. years ago. No. What do they even do now? What do they do on that show? They still hang out and stuff. I'm partying. What's that, Maury? Some of them are parents. Snooky's not even on it. Is uh, is the sitch She'll on be back. it? Yeah, of course yeah. he is. Okay, is uh, Danny on it? Who's Danny? I don't is know. What, Danny? What's the guy's name then? Who, Ronnie? No. Ron, stop. No, the Ron. other guy. The other guy. Pauly D. Pauly D. Yeah, Danny D. No. <laughs> Stevie B. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, don't they're know. all still there. They're all still there. Jay Wow. Snooky's not on it. I think she'll show up. I think that's part of the show, though. Yeah. I think she's she'll be there later but, in the season. But once they but once they stop like partying and fist bumping and is it fist bumping or fist pumping? Pumping. Thank pumping. you. <laughs> but once they stopped all the shenanigans, the yeah. show, like what is it what's left? Like you want to watch they, them just live normal lives? They like come that's up interesting with new to you. Shenanigans. Like what though? Like Paulie D and Vinny are still funny as hell. I know, but what do they have them doing though? Like what are they doing? <sighs> well, going for like last, physicals and stuff. Last like we left old. off, getting their Angelina liver got married. Checked. Yeah, and then Jay Wow, Snooki, and Dina. Yeah, aka Diener. Yeah, gave what they thought was an inappropriate speech at the wedding. Oh my god! Okay, so all so the, then they all got into a fight. Okay, and then Angelina was just like super pissed. All the just the manufactured crap from reality shows, and right? And we'll see what happens. Oh, will when we? Family now? vacation picks oh, up again. Here we go. Here we yeah. go. And some of it, I believe, was filmed during quarantine as well. But why do you want to watch that though? Why do you want to spend minutes of your life watching, watching those guys? Like what, do you get, what do you get out of it, honestly? I mean, I don't really watch the show a lot. <laughs> Man, you, it's it's two days away and you're already mentioning it. <laughs> Just in case there's people out there who still watch the oh, show. Oh, this is want, for other people. to inform. Oh, like, I'm so sorry. I may PVR I'm so it, sorry. I and thought that I may you, get around so to watching you, it. when you PVR it, you spend what time on the weekend watching this? On Friday nights. On Friday um, nights. Yeah, on the, on whenever I get around to it. You put the boy to bed, you get a drink and everything else, and like that's like your thing, right? Bag of chips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I get around to it. Anyway, so what time is it on on Thursday? I don't know. You don't know. Check your local listing. (laughs) (laughs) Or follow me on Twitter. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. You see, yesterday, everyone freaking out on Twitter over (laughs) the terribly looking Christmas tree going up at Rockefeller Center in New York. No. Why? What happened? (laughs) Did you see this tree? People aren't happy about the tree? No. 
Oh, that this, makes me sad. Did you not see the picture or the oh, video? Oh, no. Here's a video that was circulating yesterday. Right? Oh, yeah. So they pull it off of a flatbed truck. It's like a normal tree, no? And they get, wait till all the branches start oh. opening up. Oh, it's very sparse. <laughs> it's very sparse. <laughs> very sad looking. Oh, it's sad. Yeah. And then, I throw some lights on that bugger to look great. People were saying, other people were like coming to the tree's defense, being like, yo, like all the branches haven't fallen into place just yet. Oh, uh, over time, not, it looks terrible, right? Yeah, yeah, over time, good. like over a couple of days, like they're going to put like scaffolding up. Uh, they've already started, as you can tell. Yeah, and you got to go to Michael's fill, and get those extra branches. Yeah, they're going to fill it with branches. <laughs> yeah. Fill in the branches. Yeah. But everyone was like, there's no way oh, that this no. could be the, the, the real tree. It's like so iconic that a tree goes there at Rockefeller maybe Center. They, maybe they cut a few costs because they know that during the pandemic, not as many people are going to be able to come down and see it. So they're just like, whatever? Yeah, just like, get whatever. us a whatever don't tree? Us, don't give us the, the top the tier. Rope. Give us like medium tier tree. Nobody's going to notice. Yeah. There's a, you know, you know everybody knows. Yeah, know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so sad. <laughs> it's like a true representation of 2020 Man, to have a tree looking like that. I Maybe know. it was intentional. I know. See, we have a fake tree. I've always had a fake tree at home. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, you just sort of, it just does what it does. But all my lights burn out, and so I got to like add supplemental lights to the tree and all this other yeah. garbage. Yeah, we have a fake tree. Yeah. What happened? Why don't they do that at Rockefeller? Just have a fake tree. Hold on, why well, you can't, I don't know. You can't have a fake tree at Rockefeller. It's it's tradition. I, I get that. I get that. You could do the whole cutting down, and then they give you the history of the tree and, like, what little farm it came from and everything else. You know what they do with it after? Nobody can hear you more. Your mics aren't working. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. They're unplugged. Why is it, why is it unplugged? That microphone is, un, they're unplugged. Why are they unplugged? Yes, yeah, seriously. Why are they unplugged? Hello? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to say. Who the hell unplugs the microphones in a radio studio? I don't know. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's Why the would same anybody do it's that? It's the same person who picked out the rock Exactly. Tree. We got microphones <laughs> like they got trees. Like, <laughs> what the hell's going on? No, it's a sad tree, though. I know. It's, uh, I feel, and I, I feel bad for the guy because they always make a big deal about who the, the tree farmer was and, like, where they got it from, and they put his oh, name in the paper the and everything yeah. else. And sometimes, sometimes they get these trees from tree farms, like, up here I know. I guess maybe because the borders are closed, you're not allowed, but yeah. I don't know I was going to say, the cool from. thing is afterwards, they take the tree, they cut it up, they stamp it with the year on it, and they use, they turn it into wood and build houses. They turn yeah. it into wood? Like planks <laughs> for habitat. The cool, for thing is, the cool thing is, they take the trees and when they're done with it, they turn it into wood. <laughs> you know, I just unplug your microphone again, bro. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, can you put on some uh, put some slow jams so we can do sexy birthdays? Oh, hell yeah! Come on in, Maury. Don't run in. I need you to sashay. I said sashay, Maury. You don't know what a sashay is? What do you think a sashay no, looks like? I know. I watch RuPaul. I know what sashay is. What do you think a sashay looks like? Why don't you oh, sashay? it's swaying your hips left to right with your arms going the opposite direction. While Mocha finds a nice, sexy song, why don't you sashay for me? Let me see. Let me see if all this training's paid off that I've uh, invested in. That's what we do right there. Oh, hand on hip and everything, huh? Hell yeah. Do you ever walk like that in real life? All the time. Do you? Doing what? Yeah, Usually don't. from couch to kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> same girl, same. <laughs> do you, Matthew, ever do that at home, though? You ever, like... Yeah, because there's a runner carpet, so we use that as our runway. You do. So if there's often times where there's a commercial break and I have to pee, I'll sashay to the bathroom. 
Nice. See, I can't do that. That, that takes At too all? much time. No, Why? no, 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 no. What do you no. mean? Every pee I have Swing is... Swing in your arms? What's that? No, no, no. It's just I have to... I would do it everywhere else but the bathroom. Going to the bathroom. Because oh. it's always a pee emergency. I always wait so you long run? to go... You run? I always wait so long to go pee that I have to, like, speed walk. No, I look like a, like a speed walker. Oh. My butt you, goes back and forth. Do you hold your, I, like the tip of your penis like what my son does sometimes? <laughs> no, I don't pinch the tip. Right? No, no, I'm oh, not like, five. Like, 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 I have to pee. <laughs> yeah, I and know. then I'll be like, okay, dude, let's go, let's yeah. go. I don't, know run. If, I don't know if that works for adults. Mm. I don't know. If, I don't know if it does because when kids wait, it's literally right at the end. Like the only thing stopping urine from spraying all over your kitchen yeah. and is, dinner yeah. is pinching the tip. <laughs> My dad told me not to hold it that way because if you hold it that way, it'll come out the other end. Excuse me. Your, your father, the way he raised you, explains so like much. If you hold that, every it's now and come then, out the every now and then, when we hear these stories of how your dad raised you, it just explains so yeah. much. And then nobody ever told you different, right? <laughs> no, like so you're probably you it's gonna come are, out you're, the you're probably just realizing now that that's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sexy birthdays. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what we're talking yeah. about. Don't even worry about it. Uh, Calvin Klein. How old is Calvin Klein today? Yo, Calvin Klein is a real person. Excuse me? Obvi. Morning's going to sashay right out of here. <laughs> I thought Calvin Klein was just a brand. What do you mean? I didn't know that was a real person. You don't think Calvin Klein's a real guy? No. Really? I thought it was just a brand. Of what? Like, it was just a name that they made up. Like, somebody just made up the name Calvin Klein? Yeah. Like, they made up... Just the name. But, like... To wh- give a brand. Who else does that, though? I don't know. Google image Calvin Klein, you'll see a man. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, no, if you Google no, actually, image Calvin Klein, you're going to see a bunch of shirtless guys in their underpants. <laughs> no, exactly. You, you, yeah, you're going to see Marky okay, Mark. Okay, so the, the guy, yes. then, I guess, he's a guy. No, he is a guy. No, I guess Klein. he's a guy. He definitely is a guy. And we're doing it sexy, so shush. Oh, 80, okay. 83 years but, old. Like, tone it down a little bit, man. Okay, tone it okay. down. I was going to say, don't forget in Back to the Future when he went back to 1955. Okay, yeah, thank you. I'm going to say 83 years old. 83. 83. Maury, damn it, Maury, what do you say? 76. 78 years old. Oh, yeah? Uh, Meg Ryan. How old is Meg Ryan today? 55. Maury. 60. 60, 59. Mm. Jodie Foster. Difficult one. What was she in again? Difficult one. It's always difficult when these actors started when they were like 10. Jodie Foster, Signs of the Lambs. What'd she do when she was 10? Uh, Jodie Foster is 53 years old. Maureen. 70. So you think Jodie Foster is 70? Okay. This is what I said. It's well, difficult. No she it's, started when she was it's 10. It's difficult when these actors start out when they're real young. Jodie Foster is 58 years old today. There you go. Now, so, so not 70. Now, guys, if you don't make this sexy, I'm going to be very upset with both of you. Okay. How old today is Adam Driver? A.K.A. Kylo Ren, A.K.A. Ben Solo. How old is Adam Driver? Tough call. 36 years old. Oh, Adam Driver's damn 36. Damn it, Maury. How old is Adam? What's that? 29. Oh, here we go. Another great divide. Maury, why you say 29? Because he's too young to be older. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hold on to that one until it comes out my butt. <laughs> Uh, Adam Driver is 37 years old today. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. 
I was on a conference call yesterday with somebody in uh, Saskatchewan. Oh, they got a lot of snow, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, to the point of where you got to drive different ways to go and do things because of the... What do you mean? You Because, like, sometimes the snow plows haven't done streets. Like, they had so much snow oh. that, like, there's some streets you can't even drive down. Not even ways can help <laughs> no, you out. No, no, no. Right? No, I know. I'm and I'm fine and I'm fine with it. I'm fine. I'm ready for winter though. I, Are you? I Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like mentally. Mm-hmm. Cuz sometimes you know when you get hit with snow and you're just not there yet in your sure. head and you, and you, then there's nothing you can do like last and then you got to kind of roll ago, with it. Like on a Monday, we got snow. Like I don't know where. Yeah, but that was, but that was nothing though. Like I just I mean Oh, the, you mean like a big dump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm never ready. I'm never ready for that first big dump when it comes at a time when I'm like when I'm not expecting it kind of right. thing. But now I'm good. Like I'm yeah. good. We've had like a real great November. Oh, and fantastic. and the weather's been good. It's going to be 15 on Friday. Like it could snow like crazy on Monday and I'd be cool with yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. I'd be cool with it. Yeah. I don't like when you're just when you go from one of those days where it's like 16 degrees at the beginning of whatever and then it snows like crazy the next day and you're like no where's my boots i don't even have gloves ready i didn't even bring the winter jacket out no nothing i just got a scraper for the for the for my car did you yeah only now yeah because i don't know where the other one went oh i'm like how do you lose a scraper did you take it out of the truck i don't know i don't know did you leave it at the cottage i I don't know i haven't seen it because the only way it would like leave your vehicle is if you physically Took it out of your vehicle and yeah. put it like in the garage yeah. or put it in storage somewhere. I know. And I told Catherine, I'm like, I don't know where my scraper is. She goes, did you lend it to somebody? And I go, who would have asked <laughs> to borrow my scraper yeah. between March and now? I say I've never loaned a scraper to somebody. In the summer. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I had my scraper I, last I, year. I got some scraping business. Can I yeah. borrow yours? Yeah. Like, what, would, what else would you use that for? Like, I was trying to think, like, maybe that I use it for something. Like, I needed to, like, brush Take something, something out and of- I was lazy. Like, I needed to sweep something up and I was lazy and I just grabbed it out the truck and swept up the deck with the, the bottom part of it and I left it outside or so like I don't know like I don't know what it's blue like it's bright blue yeah and it's huge like it's not even like a retractable one like it's massive it's the size of my leg I have five in my car I've never used any of you them. have five scrapers I've never used any why do of you them? have five scrapers I my dad gave me one in my stocking my new mom in gave your me one. stocking yeah oh, like, just like a little hand like a little yeah, hand yeah. scraper yeah yeah. yeah yeah my new mom gave me one in my stocking one year Matthew got me one once. I have all these. I've never used but, them. But you never park outside. That's the thing. You They're go all from, in the trunk. I never use them. So why them. do they give them to you if they know that you don't park because outside? Because I have a car. That's what you're supposed to have in your car. Oh. Five scrapers? Is that, the, is that what you... I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I didn't get that part of the test. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. But anyway, so yeah. So I had to get a, I had to get a new scraper. But I'm ready. Like you want I want to have fun. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. You know, I'm like the biggest fan of The Rock. Been following his career since his wrestling days, right? I know that, yeah. And even bigger fan post-wrestling of his movies and just his comedy and especially because of how nice of a guy he is. Mm -hmm. Always trying his best to give back, to give back to the community, give back to people, give back especially to kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number two on my list of guys that I am a huge fan of because of that give back yeah. is now Jason Momoa. Yeah, he's all right, huh? Jason Momoa uh, is filming season two of C in Toronto. And a lot of footage every now and then pops up of people either taking pictures with him or he 
stopping to take pictures of people or uh, allowing them to film him like eating a hamburger or going record shopping. <laughs> sure. And he's real cool about it too, yeah. right? And there's a new video that came out where he's FaceTiming with a fan. And it looks like Jason Momoa is just like in a room. He's like working on his motorcycle or something. There's like yeah. motorcycle pieces everywhere. And he just stops and he's FaceTiming with a fan. And it's a seven-year-old kid from Wisconsin. His name's Danny Sheehan. And he has cancer and no. has been going through treatment for the past three years. Like rigorous treatment too. Yeah. And he's a huge fan of Aquaman. And his folks released a video of Danny uh, receiving a gift, an Aquaman action figure. So I'm going to play that for you first. And then I'm going to play for you the conversation that took place between Jason Momoa and seven-year-old Danny. Oh, my God. Because in the video, in the FaceTime conversation, Danny then holds up the Aquaman figure to show Jason Momoa. Yeah. And this is that interaction. Hi, Aquaman. Hi, beautiful boy. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited. Oh. So excited. You are so beautiful. I'm excited. I'm excited. I've been hearing about you all over from all my friends. And, uh, and I wanted to call you and say hi and, and uh, see how you're doing. Yeah. I love dolphins. You love dolphins? Have you ever rode on a dolphin? No, I never have. And I've never seen one before. You've never seen one before either? Well, we gotta make that happen. That'd be fun. Can I try something? Heck yeah. And then he holds up the, the doll, the action figure. <laughs> yeah. You got a little whale on your shirt too. I've been riding on dolphins and it's super fun. We should try that sometime. Did you hear that he's riding on dolphins? I did. What about sharks? You ever see? Would you ever swim with sharks with me? Um. And can I tell you something very important? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Jason Momoa, he's I like one of. I have like. Almost tears in my eyes right now, just yeah. because of the the genuine nature of that that phone call, that FaceTime, that conversation. That Jason Momoa literally took sixty seconds out of his day and to let, make that kid's entire life. And let's not forget the, the Jason Momoa's probably greatest achievement, which is he was able to do something that nobody, nobody has been able to do, whether it be writers or artists or actors or anyone, Jason Momoa made Aquaman somebody's favorite superhero. I know. <laughs> People used to diss Aquaman before Aquaman Jason Momoa. has never been anyone's favorite superhero no. until Jason Momoa. Yeah. And Aquaman's been around for a very long time. Oh, absolutely. Nobody has ever liked Aquaman. Yeah. And now kids cry when they get Aquaman toys. I know. So, That's all him. Uh, Jason Momoa, thank you for, for everything that you do and uh, for making little Danny's entire day. I love, love that video. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Hi, Melanie. Hi. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Oh, hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Happy anniversary. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you have a second to chat? I know you got a baby in the house and everything, but 
This will be real quick. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So Melanie sent this to us, Roz. Mm. My husband and I absolutely love your show. We are huge fans. We play your podcast as we cook dinner, drive, and even before bed. Our lives have completely changed on March 19th when we welcomed our first child. Yeah. One day before the city issued a lockdown. Quarantine with a newborn as first-time parents was challenging, to say the least, but listening to you guys every day brought a sense of normality into our hectic lives. It's my husband and I's fifth wedding anniversary. We weren't able to do much to celebrate due to the current global circumstances, so a call from you would mean the world. So, Melanie, happy anniversary. Thank you so much. (laughs) How is the baby? She's great. Yeah, she's sleeping right now, which is wonderful. What uh, what like what has life been like? Because I having to go through all of that all at once, I imagine that there's nobody that can even relate to it. Like it was unexpected. She wasn't due for another two weeks, um, so she came pretty early. But it was as if she knew she had to come early because uh-huh. there were really strict restrictions in the hospital. So my husband um, wouldn't have been able to be with me. Um, so it was it was hectic to say the least but it was a beautiful moment like looking back now you know i wouldn't you know change it for the world mm-hmm. now did you so when you had the baby the day before the lockdown were you then having to stay in the hospital or did they like kind of get you out so you can be at home with your husband with your family yeah so the day before um i had to stay in hospital for one night and my husband was luckily able to stay with me i think it was it was the next day the following day in the morning there was already talk in the hospital that they're going to sh- start shutting things down a little bit more. Um, so they were trying to get us out as soon as possible. God. So they were trying to get us to, you know, book that first appointment with the family physician as yeah. soon as possible. So that way we can get out before my husband would have to leave and I would have to stay. So luckily we got everything done on time. My daughter got all of her checkups before she was able to get released. So Mm -hmm. we were able to leave as a family, thankfully. And what about like the excitement from like your family, like, or or your in-laws, like were people able to come and see the baby? I guess not, right? Like not for a while? No, no, not not for like at least a few months. Um, We were able to do kind of like a drive-by window type thing. So we would drive to people's houses and keep the windows up. Like old school when they used to keep babies in that room. When you'd like to, everybody would have to go look through the glass, yeah. right? Find the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what's uh, what's it like? Like, how are you finding being first-time parents? Uh, it's awesome. It's tiring. Yeah. Like crazy, but it's so worth every single minute. And I just can't believe like it's been eight months and looking back, it's like, wow, like where has that time gone? You know? So I'm just trying to like take in every moment with her, even those nights where you're like, oh my gosh, like just go to sleep, you know? (laughs) I know. But guess what? There's going to come a point where she is sleeping and you're like, my wife said this the other night. She was like to to Cruz before we put him down. He's three now. And she's like, oh, I wish just for one night we could have like just sitting in a chair with him, holding him in my arms the way he was when he was a baby. Uh, Is there anything as first time parents that you're that like surprised you that like nobody told you about or that you weren't expecting? Um, Oh, my goodness. I'm sure there was. But like maybe just how often a baby wakes up throughout the night. Like, I didn't know it was like every two hours she would be up and... Oh, yeah, they're jerks. No. Yeah, they don't care. (laughs) They don't care. They're total jerks. (laughs) Uh, Melanie, it was wonderful speaking with you. Thank you very much for listening to the Raza Moga Show. Congratulations on the baby and happy uh, fifth wedding anniversary. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, guys. Hey, Melanie, between Raza Moga, who's your favorite? Oh, goodness. 
my husband and I always talk about this, and I'm sorry, but it has to be, well, I think it's mocha. But, like, Ross, you gave you give awesome advice all the time, like fix my life, like everything like that. You're awesome. But I think just slightly, I think it's smoke up. Great. It's just laugh. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. You almost had the win, bro. No, almost. I Thank you. That's Sorry. great. Love okay. you lots, Melody. Thank you. Love you guys. Bye. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. A lot of people doing a lot of things to get around COVID rules. Uh-oh. And this may be... One of them is sort of like, I I guess creative, but wildly unrelatable. So the story is that they were shooting Matrix 4 in Germany. And they held a party that was nicknamed Ice Cream Team Event. Had a DJ, pyrotechnics, an area where people could get like Matrix-themed tattoos, everything. Right? Okay. And it was a party for cast and crew, including Keanu Reeves. Okay. It's 200 people. Oh, my God. You can't do that? That's not allowed? But here's the thing, is the producers insisted that this party yeah. was a scene from the movie. Oh, that... So do they have to like so set up people, cameras people, and stuff People and were told to come dressed as Matrix extras... They showed up in masks and then everybody just whipped their masks off when they were inside the party. But it was all just for the sake of throwing a party. It was a party. But they were told. They told authorities when word started to get out that they threw a party for 200 people because in this part of Germany, just west of Berlin, um, 50 people is the max that you're allowed to have. Well, they had, at any, had 150 at any, too, too many. At any one gathering. So according to reports, the party happened at the studio... Yeah. Where the limit was 50 people. But anything that is over that, you need to register. And guests at the party told a German tabloid that the party was just a party. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it wasn't. Snitches. Yeah. 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 Uh, like it wasn't. It wasn't for the movie. Yeah. It wasn't now, an extra scene. The studio says. Their defense is that they were filming a, quote, celebration scene for the movie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> sure. Oh, so, I can't wait to see this party scene in Matrix 4. Thank you. <laughs> so now I'm saying, okay, if there's not a party scene in Matrix 4 where people are getting Matrix tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, welcome to the Matrix, y'all. Right? Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Ah, news time, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, did you almost fall off your chair just I then? Went, I, I went what to sta- happened over there? I went to, what I went to stand on? and I just slipped off the chair. Sorry. <laughs> I'm ready now. That's the breaking news. Hey, Mocha. <laughs> yeah. You ready? Yeah. Sit your ass down. <laughs> Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha show and kiss 92.5 News Break. Uh, brand new show coming to, I believe, ABC. That is going to star Alec Baldwin and Kelsey Grammer. Oh, no. Are you interested in that at all? Ah. It's going to be uh, co- it's uh, going to be produced by uh, the co-creator of Modern Family, Chris Lloyd. And I guess it's Alec Baldwin and Kelsey Grammer, who they were roommates in their 20s, but their egos drove them apart. And now they reunite all these decades later for one more run at the lives they've always wanted. Is the... Uh, Oh, sort of. 
Like wild hogs? Yeah, I guess. Like wild hogs. They can get a motorcycle and like do cross-country trips. I don't know. I don't know. But it's interesting because um, uh, Alec Baldwin is a is very much left democratic and Kelsey Grammer is very much right conservative. Oh. And so the two of them are going to do a show together. And I don't know how political the show is going to get, but uh, those you are those, think that those, those two, are the two worlds guys in real life would mix, right? Well, well, no. Yeah, we did. We lived that way forever with those two worlds mixing. Always. Alec Baldwin. No, no, no. Sorry. I mean the two actors, Alec Baldwin oh, and Kelsey Grammer. Oh. I don't mean their political stance. Oh, um, yeah, but I think that they may play well together. And I think that that's what network in and around the same age. And, right? and network yeah. TV is very difficult. Like you have to put big stars on and, and, and Kelsey Grammer comes with years of successful television for an older audience. Yeah. Like that's a massive audience that they, they're going to grab for the show if it works. I mean, if it's terrible, it's terrible, but Kelsey Grammer and Alec Baldwin, like that is the recipe for absolute success. If you I ask know, me. man. Wild hogs, I'm telling you. I'm calling you know, it. I don't think that show is going to last a season. You don't think so? Like past one season. Oh, no. okay. That's a bold statement. Yeah. That's a really bold Sorry, statement. Sorry, I like them. Yeah. They're nice guys, but. All right. Um, the Bachelor on tonight, Bachelorette on tonight. Now, according to a new survey, we all know that the Bachelor's main fan base is women, right? Yeah. 70% women, 23% uh, are men who watch the show. The majority of their viewers are white. We all know that. Uh, about 12% are Hispanic and, and 7% guy, are black. And one brown guy, that's you. Correct, Amundo. Um, but when it comes to the ages, this mm. may shock you. So would you think that the majority of women who watch Bachelorette are yeah. younger than 45 or older than 45? Oh, younger. Incorrect. Older than 45. What? In fact, 26% of the women who watch Bachelorette are older than 65. What? Now, when it comes to the men who watch Bachelorette... Would you say that they are over 45 or under 45? Well, now I'm going to say, nah, that's a trick question. Is it though? I'm going to say younger than 45. Correct. Yes, you're okay. right. Yeah. <laughs> under the age of 45. So a lot of young dudes watching Bachelorette with their older girlfriends. Yes, we are. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm not saying. My wife is younger than me. And I do not have a girlfriend. Uh-huh. Just for the record. So talk me through this uh, Sean Mendes, Justin Bieber collaboration, because- this was rumored a long time ago when they got, there was a bunch of pictures of them leaving a recording studio. Yeah. And everybody had just assumed that it was happening, but it took a really long time because those rumors happened like in this, I think that was like the summer when they were seen together in a studio. I think part of it has to do, and this is just speculation. Yeah, yeah. The timeline of, you know, Sean Mendes releasing Wonder and then his Netflix special and everything else ramping up to this. So I wonder, I wonder if this is all part of that. Oh, and the album. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I, I, it, maybe it feels like it was a long time because I had assumed that it was a Bieber thing mm-hmm. featuring Sean Mendes. Right. And then we went through the full, like we've gone through a Bieber cycle. Like Bieber started his cycle before Sean Mendes did. But the thing is, Bieber is also currently working on a new album. No, I know. I know. Right? I know. But he's been releasing tracks. And we, I was like, where's the Shawn Mendes one, man? It's got to yeah. be better than that. Uh, so what do you know from it? Anything? Um, only that it's called Monster. It drops on Friday. Yeah. This is the teaser that was released yesterday. Is it, now is it an actual? T- okay, hold on here. Yeah, great tease, guys. Way to yeah. get me interested. 
Um, <laughs> I like it prior to this year. When why artists, release that? Why, why send that out into the That's world? That's not a teaser. No. Uh, a teaser is when you release a clip of the actual song. Don't send that out in the world. I know somebody who heard the song. Oh, you do? Yes. Oh, interesting. It's not an up-tempo track. Oh, for God's sake. Okay. But does it turn into one? Like, you know how Wonder starts off real slow and pretty and then it yeah. has that epic end? Um, It is... Not that? Similar to Wonder, but I don't think it has the epic build-up and explosion. Okay. I gotcha. So it's just like, it's like a sad song, I imagine? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, all I know. It's on the kind of same vibe as Wonder. What, what was their, what was their reaction? Holy. When you said, obviously they said, I heard the new Shawn Mendes, Justin Bieber, and you said, what'd you think? What, what was their face like? Um, somewhat disappointed that uh, it wasn't like an up-tempo kind of yeah. track that we would like to hear Shawn Mendes and Justin right. Bieber. They're in love. They're in love song mode, these two, though. You I know. know what I mean? Like, I know. They're, they're, everything is every, everything is introspective and love. And they'll, they'll, Wait, here's the thing. They'll well, there's nothing wrong with sure. that. And there's Not nothing wrong with that. I like thing. that stuff. I really like Wonder from Shawn yeah. Mendes. Love I really it. like Holy song. from yeah. Bieber. And I like the other one, the Lonely Song. Like, yeah. I like those songs. Yeah. But I was just kind of hoping that these two worlds finally colliding would give us right. something... Something up tempo. I know it's it's just when when you get two young guys who uh, you know Bieber who's you know very vocal about going through hell and then coming out on the other side and he's a, he's a new man and he's in love and he's a husband and he's married and then you put the pandemic on top of that and then you got Sean and Camila Cabello and that whole thing and no, the, 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 nobody's writing a dance track right now. I know. And like nobody's writing a dance track right now. Do you remember now. a couple like a month and a half or two months ago? There's that video footage of Timberland in a room with Justin Bieber at the piano and then yes. Justin Timberlake walks into the yes. room. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm hoping if those guys all got together for nah, a track, maybe. it is going to be like an up-tempo banger. Yeah. I don't even know if Timberlake has one in him anymore. He's got that whole thing going on, too. That's why not? But why not capitalize on... Everybody Everybody wants the, everybody wants the slow songs, right? I like, know. you got to capitalize on that. Like, if that's what's selling right now, if that's what people want to hear right now, why is... Why is Justin Timberlake gonna come out and be like, "Hey guys, I got a Troll Four song." <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, no, man, he's gonna capitalize on that. He's, he's so, gonna want to make you cry and break your heart. That's what new, that's what pop is. The new track is called "Monster" from Shawn Mendes and Justin Bieber, and we will get it on Friday. Yeah, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, um, twenty-eight years ago today, The Bodyguard was released. Yeah. Remember that movie? Who doesn't? Yeah. Mom's everywhere. That's true. Remember that movie? Uh, which, which also gave us this classic Whitney track. And I will oh. Yo, iconic. can't talk about I Will Always Love You without talking about two things. One, the fact that Dolly Parton wrote this and it's a crushing song and Whitney just slayed it. Yeah. But we also cannot forget Alicia Bernard's place in I Will Always Love You history. Alicia Bernard was 10 years old when she released this video in 2011 from her home in England where she was a kid sitting in front of her computer trying to hit them notes. And 
Jeez, go. <laughs> yeah, start a lower yeah. octave. Here we go. Try again, try again. almost had it. She is now, by the way, 20 years old now, oh, and she's wow. a uh, market researcher as uh, Oh, I've not a singer? Told. No, she's not, a, she's not a singer. I love Alicia. that kid so I love that kid so much. That was one of my favorite videos ever that went viral, <laughs> was that girl just getting so mad at herself <laughs> because she couldn't hit the hardest note known to man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't be so hard on yourself, You're 10 kid. years old. You're 10. You know, you're 10. Dr. Anthony Fauci says Canada is not looking too good. Well, guess what? U.S. ain't looking too good either. What's your problem? He says everywhere is not looking too good. Dr. Anthony Fauci says uh, the European Union, if you look at the number of new infections, it's out of sight. The United States is out of sight. Canada, which was supposedly doing so well, is also getting into trouble. There's a lot of community spread. Fauci goes on to say that the virus is primarily spread here at the household level among smaller groups of people who may not even know they're infected. Something to be vigilant about as the holidays and colder months approach, says Dr. Anthony Fauci. What am I going to do now with all these storage party invites I'm getting? <laughs> I don't know. You going to go party in a storage locker? <laughs> the invite's there. <laughs> Uh, Patrick Dempsey on Ellen talking about his return to Grey's Anatomy and the shocker last week. We got together, Ellen, I reached out to Ellen and Ellen and I got together in July and we were like, what can we do to, to get people to wear masks? You know, how can we make an impact here? And we just, you know, we hadn't spoken in quite some time. So we were playing catch and she goes, what do you think about coming back onto the show? here's our idea of what we want to do for season 17. And I was like, what a great opportunity for people and how great it would be for the fans really to, to see everybody reunited in this sort of bizarre way. Um, and uh, to the credit of the writers and uh, Krista came up with this concept uh, where I would come and visit her in her COVID dream. And no one knew until I showed up on set that day. Hmm. And then we were, really concerned that someone would take a picture and it would get out somehow. But we managed to keep it a secret. See, here's the thing, though. Okay, and but first of all, is this, the, the question was, after we all watched that last week, is this a one and done or no? And then how many more episodes will you be in? That's a good question. I'm not sure how many. I know I'm, I'm, I'm throughout this season. Now, the piece of news that was in that clip was mm -hmm. at the end of the episode when Meredith collapsed, mm -hmm. they found her in a parking lot. And she had collapsed, and then it sort of goes into her vision where she's on the beach, and then she sees uh, McDreamy. But you didn't know. They didn't say what happened to her. And if you listen to that clip, he says, in her COVID dream. So oh, so he just said in that clip that what is actually wrong with Meredith is that she does, in fact, have COVID. So I was dreaming about him. So there you go. So is she going to be in like an ICU coma for part of this? I don't know. Like, what is it going to play out throughout the season? I don't know. I this don't know. Dream sequence? Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. Man. You never, um, you never watched Sopranos, but there was one particular no. season of Sopranos. I think maybe season four, yeah. where Tony uh, was in a in a coma, and pretty much the entire season went between what was happening, like real life, air quotes, yeah, and 
what was happening in his mind, like a dream kind of sequence of things that was going on in his mind. So I wonder if Grace is going to do something similar. Interesting, Maury. Um, do you get paid the same amount if you're in a coma and you don't have any lines? Yes, absolutely you do. She gets, it's her show. I'm just yeah. asking. No, yeah, yeah, no. no first of I all, no. So, yeah. I mean, not. I mean, if you're like, if if you're a, a a day part where you walk on set and they're like, you have no lines, but we need you to lie in this hospital bed beside the main star, you know, Ooh. then you don't get paid, you know, a ton because yeah. you're not you're not speaking. But Ellen Pompeo gets, I don't know, whatever she gets, thirty million dollars, whether she's uh, speaking or not. The story yesterday um, with HBO Max d- developing the Matt Reeves. Batman television series. Yeah. And I was really interested in this because Terrence Winter was brought on to write it. And Terrence Winter was one of the writers behind some of the Sopranos best episodes. And he also did Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. And so I was really interested in this new Batman series as a, as a sort of weekly, dirty, underground crime kind of cop procedural, right? Yeah. Which uh, I thought, like, remember that show Gotham? Yeah. I thought that Gotham was going to kind of be but like it, that, but it never ended so, up being it. So here, yeah, no, it didn't. But, but here's the way that it's looking is that Terrence Winter, who's an incredible writer, yeah. um, left the show for creative differences. Really? Yeah. And what the speculation is, is that he wanted it to be more sort of grounded in reality and raw and Warner Brothers and HBO sort of wanted it to be a little bit more campy, almost like that other Gotham TV show that was oh. on the air. So I don't know what it's, I don't know. I have no other information. I've just started watching YouTube videos on this yesterday, but there's a lot of nerds today that are very upset because they thought they were going to be getting like Boardwalk Empire sure. kind of thing. Something gritty. But with, but with, you know, Batman. Yeah. And it's not looking that. like that's the way that oh. that's going to gonna that's pan out. Uh, Elon Musk has become the third richest person in the world after Mm. Tesla popped up on the S&P 500 index uh, yesterday. His personal wealth grew by $15 billion in a day. Not bad. Putting him at number three ahead of Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, wow. So uh, Elon Musk now worth an estimated $117.5 billion. So Twitter introduced fleets. Oh, yeah? These are tweets. Wait, you say fleet or fleek? Fleet. Oh. These Fleets are, on fleek. These are tweets that will disappear in 24 hours. Oh, like stories? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> sounds so hype about it. I don't know, man. Uh, the rollout begins began yesterday on oh. certain accounts. Do you have it? I don't even know if I have check. it or not. They're going to be widely available soon, they said. Uh, Fleets cannot be liked, they cannot be retweeted, they cannot be shared, or they cannot be commented on. Uh, But of course, you can still screen grab them. uh, Um, I can't reply to somebody's fleet? You cannot. Even if that fleet is mad fleek? No, you cannot. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't have the feature yet. And I know what everybody says. You know, why why do fleets and all we want is an edit button? I'm against the edit button. And I may be one of the only people who's against the edit button. For the longest time. Yeah. 
you were all about the edit button. No, 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 I was not. Yes, you always... No. Oh, no, sorry. You had always said that people had only ever requested edit right, button. Yes, right, yes, yes. I am, I am against an edit button. An edit button is the only thing that you have on social media that is documentation of permanent record because what winds up happening if you give an edit button is that somebody's going to say something really terrible and then they're going to go back and they're going to edit that tweet and then somebody's going to go, hey, that's not what you said. I have a screen grab of your original tweet they're going to go, that's not yeah. my original tweet, and it's going to become this whole thing. Yeah, no, um, I don't have un- it on my Twitter unless, yet. Unless the edits are archived, where you mm-hmm. can see that something has been edited. So if something is edited, it would then say edited. You like know, on Instagram, you know when like, you edit a caption, exactly. it says edit, edited, exactly. but there's no way to track what it was edited from. Right. Which I believe... Yeah, exactly. It's tough, though. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so no, Mocha, you cannot retweet a fleet no matter how fleek that fleet is. Did I get well, that right? Fleek. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not on fleek. Heinz uh, says it will start making ketchup again in Canada. Uh, the company pulled out of Leamington, Ontario back in 2014. Uh, as you know, the uh, U.S. conglomerate Kraft Heinz Company announced in a news release yesterday that starting next summer, it will produce 45 million kilograms of ketchup every year. Uh, The ketchup will be bound for consumption in Canada and will create about 30 jobs at the Mount Royal facility. To me, that is an immense amount of pressure for 30 people. Yeah. Could you imagine that? Like, okay, you're in the... Well, when French's French's took over and Heinz, like... Their sales dip, but what I'm like crazy. What I'm saying is that this and is an incredible amount of pressure for 30 people. Thank you. You're there. It's your first day at work. It's you and 29 others. Yeah. And they're like, hey, congratulations, Heinz, back in Canada. We're manufacturing again, Canadian ketchup. Yeah. Good job. Your goal, all 30 of you, is to produce 45 million bottles this year. Bring us back to number one. That is a lot of pressure for 30 people. Mm-hmm. 45 million bottles of ketchup. I know. That's a lot of pressure for 30 people. I wouldn't take that job. I guess they'll relish in the moment. They will. It's a lot of pressure. That's too much. You cannot ask 30 people to do 45 million bottles of ketchup. You need no. people need to sleep. You slip <laughs> you slip up once. Just yes. one time. Yes. And you're screwed. <laughs> That's 30 people should not be responsible for 45 million it's of anything. It's going to take a long time to catch up. <laughs> you can't stop it both of you with the ponds, my god. I'm going to just sit here and relish in Maury's joke. <laughs> That's a good one, bro. <laughs> uh, Maury was so disappointed when I didn't react to it. You just saw the look on his face. But what do you want me to do when you say that? What do you want me to do? Like, you want me to stop talking and then just talk about your joke? Like, I don't understand what you want me to what you want from me. Yeah, Maury, come on. Did you come in? I give you worse. the moment. No, no but, but I give you the wor- moment. There's nothing worse than being a comedian okay, and telling a joke. Okay, and anyway. then you look at your audience. For, I didn't find it funny. When and you've you used that joke. Anytime we talk about ketchup, you, yes, always, you always say, say there the are only thing. so many condiment you jokes. You always say the relish joke. <laughs> I know. Always. The, 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 as soon as you walked in here, yeah. I knew, in my mind, I knew you were going to make a comment about relish. No, I don't mean to upset you, man. It's just tough as a comedian. It's, I'll stop it with that. Anyway, I don't even know where we were. You got to get, you know, catch up on things. I got to what? You got huh? to catch up on the news. You said you got to get catch up on things. Yeah, you really <laughs> Ariana Grande, Jennifer Hudson will be in Mariah Carey's um, Apple TV Plus Christmas special. Okay. This thing's great. You watch it? I'm going to watch it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. So, because I thought that it was just going to like a singing special. Yeah. Right. But it's not. There's an actual plot. 
Oh, wait, it's like a movie? I don't know what it is, but it says this. I'll give you the description of it. Faced with a holiday cheer crisis, the North Pole knows there is only one person who can save the day. Santa's greatest friend, Mariah Carey. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds like a little adventure. So Ariana Grande, Jennifer Hudson, uh, Tiffany Haddish is in it, Billy Eichner's in it, Snoop is in it, Jermaine Dupri is in it, uh, Misty Copeland is in it, debuts December 4th. So oh, I'm wow. actually kind of excited for All that. Right. Uh, Will Matthew McConaughey, the headlines yesterday was first of all Matthew McConaughey has promoted this book like nobody's ever promoted a book before yeah this guy's just not green stopped. lights by the way is the name of the yeah. book and it's good it's really it's good. really good um, Matthew McConaughey the headlines yesterday was that he was considering a run to become the governor of Texas mm. and last night he was on Stephen Colbert and had this to say is it true I heard you say that you might consider running for governor in Texas Mr. McConaughey Will you run for governor of Texas? It's a simple answer, yes or hell yes. Which one is it? I have no no plans to do that right now. As I said, oh. that would be up to that a lot of That is such a political answer. No, 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 That's the political out. answer. I have no plans at this point. Obviously, I have to discuss with my family and check my spiritual advisor. Well, all that would be true as well, but check this out. Look, right now, no. I don't get politics. Politics seems to be a broken business. Politics yeah. needs to redefine its purpose. And so as I move forward in life, and yes, am I going to consider leadership roles where I can be most useful? Huh, I'd love to. I'm doing that regardless. Um, so that that's where I sit right now. That came out. I, just, I actually just read that headline actually about an hour ago. Me too. Didn't even know that it Literally came out Literally right that way. before I came down here, <laughs> yeah. I saw that headline. I've been asked that question about if I was interested in running for governor quite a bit. Oh. Um, lately. Okay. And I've always kind of given the same answer, but evidently one of them came out as I would consider it since I didn't say absolutely no. <laughs> so, so the answer is no. <laughs> well, who knows? No, not right now. Roz and Mocha Q&A. Hi, Aaron. It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What is your question Thank today? You. Um, okay. So my question is, if you had to choose an animal to help you win a fight, what animal would you choose? What am I fighting? Um, another person. Another person. Oh, who would you yeah. choose or what would you choose, Aaron? Um, you know, I think I would pick um, like a bigger animal, maybe um, something with antlers. So I think maybe a moose. Okay. Question, huh. question for you. Question for yeah. you. So when you say which animal would you choose to help you win a fight? Now, is there a chance that that animal is going to turn on me or does that animal know it's my partner? No, no. That animal is loyal to you. Okay. Cobra. Yeah. Really? A cobra? 100%. Why? One, because most people are afraid of snakes. Mm -hmm. And two, if that thing isn't going to attack me, I would hold on to it. And as soon as anything came near me, cobra would bite it and that guy's blood would congeal within minutes and he would die. Mm. And also I would just let it on the ground and just sort of, I would stand behind it and I'd just, just be, and I'd be like, come at me, bro. See, and I then as soon as, that as flies. no, not me, cobra. Cause you're dead and you're dead instantly. If you fl- right? if it flies, no, oh, no you're, if you're, you're, yeah, yeah. When have you ever seen a flying cobra? Yeah, no, like I, you're, I, you're, like, you're a, like a hawk, something that can fly, so that the person's swatting around and sure, but then, but then you have to yeah, then beat you, him up. You're the one so responsible. So you have to go in and try Can't and he peck at his face. Sure, of course he could, but you. But then, that's more of a distraction. Yeah. See, what? my other answer is going to be something that burrows, but then he would just not so help. The burrows? Like what? <laughs> like hides like its a head tick? in the sand. You're going to give the man Lyme's disease? <laughs> and wait years yeah. years. <laughs> I told you, one day I was going to get you. <laughs> See, I would go for like the obvious, uh, like a big animal. 
you know, like an elephant or sure. like a, a silverback yeah. gorilla that could like oh, stomp. Oh, good one, good one, good one. Or yeah. just nobody's what... coming near if you show up to a fight with a gorilla. Right? Ooh, yeah. elephant. Yeah. yeah, but they're I not just violent. Elephant. They're not oh, did like you? I did. Oh shit. yeah, yeah. Man. Elephants are. Yeah, I guess you could say elephant, and because they would just like hit it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, you could say that too for sure. I just yeah. So and what about like I guess you could do like a lion. You know. If, oh like, yeah. If it's lion your friend, like if it's your friend and it's not going to hurt you. You could just be like, go get that guy, and then he would just eat his throat out in a second. Yeah. Right? So we're not. But, so we're taking leeches off the table then. Yeah, I, I don't think. <laughs> like yeah. You just throw leeches at them. Yeah, yeah, you could. They'd be grossed out though. Like yeah. that'd be gross. If I if I got in a fight with somebody and they started throwing leeches, like they had pockets full of leeches and started rubbing them uh, on my face. Yeah, I'd be like, yo, yeah. I'm not messing with you no more. Yeah, I, Leech man. I'd be like, yeah, you win. Okay, you win. Interesting though. Yeah. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Uh, ben has a question that I'm pretty sure we've answered oh, in the past. Times. Yeah. Uh, when you eat cereal, do you uh, put milk and then cereal or cereal and then milk? Um, I don't eat cereal, but when I did eat cereal, it was always cereal then milk. Maybe you should start eating cereal again. There's a lot of new ones. Maybe you're missing out. Don't like it. Don't like I don't even Have like Have you had life? Yeah. Have I had more? Life has been around since like. I don't 30s even know. Or 40s? Yeah. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> like life cereal. Like like you're, you you just mentioned the first cereal. You said there's a lot of new cereals. Have you had life cereal? <laughs> yeah. That's like the first cereal. It went like <laughs> porridge and then life. <laughs> Plus, mini wheats now have cream in the center. Oh, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> yeah, to me. that sounds so <laughs> that gross. Sounds so My gross. dad used to eat the is is mini wheat? No, mini wheat. What was the other one? Shredded wheat. Wheat Yeah. Yeah. What was the one that was like a brick? Shredded, oh, shredded, shredded wheat. Shredded wheat. Yeah, oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah. I hated that one. That's disgusting. My dad used to make me eat that when yeah. I was a kid it's, all the time. It's too much milk. I it can't. Was, it's dry. One, it, it becomes dry fast. It was like fast. cardboard. No, yeah. right? It's not, it's not good. Yeah, you know, I I, I've one. never, um, there's so many cereals that I've never tried because I was never into cereal. Oh, like Cocoa Puffs. Never had them. Really? Oh, really? No. Oh. Never had never, uh, Chocula? Never had it. Never had Lucky Charms. I've never tried. I didn't like Lucky Charms because the marshmallow was, I found it too chalky here's the i'll tell you right now the cereals that i have tried just so i don't have to go through and name Fair. all the ones that i that yeah, i have not that tried makes sense okay so here's the cereal that i that so I, life like and, and i don't and i don't mean i don't mean reaching into a thing and just eating a couple of them i mean no, an no, actual like, bowl yes. of cereal with everything else um oh wait pause before you say that yes just to answer ben's uh ben's question we're all in agreement in this room it goes cereal first and then milk well there's a scientific reason as to why just that yes is or no right. man yes or no. Yes. no yes but okay. the reason is because ahead, if you Ross. put milk first then you you really don't know how much cereal to pour okay fair enough very scientific um, <laughs> i have had uh rice krispies yep Love. Uh, I have had Frosted Flakes. Oh, love, yeah. I have had Sugar Pops. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is it Sugar Pops? No, Pops. Okay. I don't think I've ever had those ones. Sugar Pops are those my are favorite cereal. Those are the orangey, cereal. yellowy balls? They're little circles. Yeah. Right? Okay. Sugar Corn Pops is what yeah. they were called. You never had those? No. That was, that was my favorite cereal. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, sugar Pops, uh, and I've had Honeycombs. Oh, love Honeycombs okay. back in the day. Now, those are the only cereals that I've had with milk. I've tried Fruit Loops, yeah, just like dry, and I've tried Cheerios and Honey Nut Cheerios, just dry. Because when you have a baby oh, in the house, yeah. everybody's just eating I Cheerios. I love Honey Nut Cheerios, but I've never had them with milk. I've only ever had those four cereal, those four cereals with milk. And then one time when we didn't have a lot of money, my mom bought a giant bag that was four feet tall called Puffs. <laughs> And it was wheat puffs, and they were absolutely revolting. Yeah, and I, like and I remember she wouldn't let us put sugar on them. 
Oh, no. And we had to eat that whole bag before she would buy us more honeycombs. Oh, no. And it was, it was, they were so nasty. And it came in like a bag, like not, it wasn't a cereal box. Like it came in a big, clear plastic bag with a zip tie on the top of it. Like movie and, theater popcorn. Like, and I'm, I'm not even joking. It was four feet tall. And, we, and they kept it in the, in the, in the pantry. And you would have to go in with your bowl and scoop it out in the morning. How long did it take you to finish a bag? Oh, it was a year. So you oh, have, my God, so a by, year? So by the yeah. time you get to the bottom, it's stale. That oh. was what, like, just between you and your brother? Or, like, would your mom no, and daddy just, just me, just me and my brother. Just oh. me and my brother. And then, and then, when times were better, that same pantry... Has she apologized for this yet? No. Um, <laughs> and then, and then when times were better, and I don't know where they used to go and buy food, right? But when times were better... Um, we ate a lot of chips in the house. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know where they went to get this, but my dad came home one day with a box and the box was probably, I don't know how many cubic feet it was, but it was about two and a half feet by two and a half feet. So Jeez. it was a big square box, yeah. right? Cardboard box. And then he opened the top of the box, and inside that box was a clear garbage bag, like an actual garbage bag-sized garbage bag, and it was clear. And inside that clear garbage bag was plain chips, like just loose potato chips. Really? Yeah. And then that sat in the pantry, and we just used to go in with a bowl and scoop them up and then tie the bag back up and close the box Wait, back up. but did he ever tell you where? No, never asked. Whatever. That's like you ne- you have un- you have limitless chips in the house, right? I never, I, I didn't care where it came from. <laughs> no, but if you, no, but what if you wanted to get it now? I don't think you can. Have you ever seen anybody that has a box this of is the first chips? Time because ever nobody's heard of it. asked your yeah, dad. And where I don't know. I don't know where. I didn't ask my dad those questions more. That's the whole thing. My dad had so many secrets. I didn't ask. <laughs> I didn't. I, might, I came home one. I came home one day. I was at a friend's house. I came home one day. My dad was at the table. Okay, and on the table in front of him was a semi-automatic handgun that he had taken all apart and was cleaning. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, pops, is that a gun? And he goes, yeah. And I go, where'd you get it? And he goes, off somebody who shouldn't have had it. And then, oh. I, and then I was like, and then I was like, okay, cool. And I just went and watched TV. Maybe that same guy right? had the chips. Like, I don't, there was things that I didn't ask, right? That's and, like James Bond. Yeah. There was things that I didn't ask. Yeah. And it was the same thing. You just, you take that gift and you don't complain. And yeah. you don't ask questions and you don't anything See, else, now, right? See, now if you asked your dad for life, he would have given it to you. If I asked my dad for what? Life cereal. No, no, no. <laughs> you and this life cereal. Oh, yeah. life, oh, God, no, man. Right, come on, man. Yeah. Oh, you know what Matthew does that maybe others do, but I find weird? He microwaves his cereal before he eats it. Cereal, milk, microwaves for 30 seconds. Really? Hot? Then... With hot milk? Yeah. My dad used oh. to warm milk. Yeah. Just milk, not with the cereal. He would warm like a, a cup of milk and yeah. then pour it on top of his cereal. Really? Yeah. You know I've never had a Pop-Tart either? You ever had a Pop-Tart? Nope. Never had a Pop-Tart. Not even like, let's say, forget about at home, but like not even at like a friend's house? Nope. You know they're amazing. No, never had a Pop-Tart. I never had, uh, uh, what were those things called that all the other kids ate at? Never had a Lunchables? Remember those things? Oh, yeah. Never had Lunchables? Is that the, uh, the square thing with the, with the cheese, and then you have the, the red stick, and you put the cheese no, in no, the no, cracker? No, 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 no. That, that's cheese and crackers. Those yeah. were delicious. No, Lunchables, they have like, they have different, different... Uh, varieties. Oh, that's with the circle of meat. Yeah, yeah you can get yeah, like pepperoni yeah. with like crackers and cheese. Did, did you ever eat those cheese things that Maury was talking about? Where it was the little package with the red and it stick. had and it had um, it had four crackers on one side and a little thing of cheese on the other side, and you tore the plastic oh. top off and it had a red stick, and you would take the cheese out and spread yes. it on those those salty little crackers. Yes, yes. I miss those. Can you still buy those? Yes, you can. Uh, can, you? can you? Yes, you can. <clears throat> but there's never enough cheese to cracker ratio. No, no, no. I know. Yeah, no. I used to have those as a kid. 
did. And then oh, the and then the, and then they sold the identical one with the little red stick, but only had peanut butter instead of cheese. Oh yeah. Oh, I never yeah. had that yeah. one. Oh, yeah. so good. So, so I good. should get you. Pop but you know what? Though? So no, no, no. Pop tarts. Pop -tarts. Uh, you'll find them way too sweet. Yeah, I don't yeah. like it. It's you'll not find them way, 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 way reason too to sweet. buy them. No, it's not for me. Why don't you just buy them just for the sake of buying them? Because you want them. Yeah, but no, but if I say at home, like if I come home with those, then I'll get in trouble. So at least I could say, oh, don't for use me. As a, listen, this is, this is not the first trouble. time you've tried to use me as an excuse to cheat. <laughs> Grown ass man, I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, Kajiv asks, do you wash your chicken with soap? No, I don't wash my chicken at all. You you're shouldn't. Same. No, you're you should never wash it. it. No, never wash your the chicken. The recipe yeah. cards I get, it always says to wash the chicken. Do and not pat it throw it. Because that was going right. to be my question. No. You're not supposed supposed to wash even chicken. when you get a turkey for thanksgiving you're you know what though i think out. my parents nope. wash chicken no you're not supposed to we um, never in our house no because no, people all people covered in bacteria no 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 but you know what happens to that bacteria maury first of all all the bacteria on there will be cooked off when you cook it properly uh -huh. okay when you wash a chicken when that water hits the chicken in the sink even one drop that hits that chicken and goes flying and lands on the counter, that is more bacteria than you should ever have on your counter. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens when you wash a chicken. That's why and there's no... It used to be a thing, and I remember my mom doing it. You get the chicken, you cut it open, the tap goes on full blast, and you yeah. got the water in there, and it's like a geyser all squirting out its ass yeah. and everything like this. That is the absolute wrong thing to do. Never wash your chicken. Because my folks did that. Yeah. Now that I think about it, would yeah. wash it like not with soap or anything, but just give it like a rinse. Yeah, so, yeah. So you don't do any. It's out of the package, into the pan. Out of the package, into the pan. Huh. Yeah. What about at Thanksgiving? Oh, but you cut up your turkey. You don't eat cook it. I still. I even, even when even still, when I didn't, I didn't. I don't wash the. I, I don't wash it. Now the only time I shouldn't say this. Okay, so here's the thing. There is a time when you do rinse poultry, and that is if you are using a high salt brine. Like if you're making a brine for your turkey that has. It's, you, you basically get a, a cooler, like a Yeti cooler, yeah. and you put your turkey in there, and then you cover it with water, you cover it with ice, and then you put, like, apple cider vinegar, sh so much salt, like five cups of salt, oh, um, bay leaves, peppercorns, brown sugar, everything else. So if you're brining your turkey, when you take that turkey out before you cook it, you have to rinse it. Otherwise, it's oh, going to be a salty. Gonna it's going it. yeah. to be a salty disaster. But, but then that's you take the, all the brine off. What's that? No, no, no. The brine is what. What happens when you brine something is it um, affects the meat underneath the skin and it loosens all the connectivity in between the meat. And so that's why you get really, really tender turkey. Oh, is after you when is after I you brine a turkey it. Full, I grab butter with my hand and slide it under the skin and rub it around. Yeah, you can you can do that. You can do yeah. that. But brining changes the meat, and that's what that's and it won't dry out on you, right? When yeah. you brine something and when you cut it, it's like super soft and juicy, and yeah, it's really oh, yeah. good. Um, we have a lot. I'm just <laughs> noticing this now. We have like a lot of food questions. Food oh yeah, related that's good. I'm starving right on now. On today's podcast, mm -hmm. Dallas says here, uh, if you had a choice. Between never eating food for the rest of your life. Oh, no, not and that you, one. And no, but hear me out. Oh, okay. And you would survive without it. Okay? Oh, okay. So, never eating food for the rest of your life, you would survive without it. Or having, damn it, Maury be your chef for the rest of your life. Which would you choose? 
Okay, I have a question, Mocha. Yes. So when they say never, we have to, again, with these stupid questions, we have to put the, the parameters and the ground rules. Obviously. I'm happy to answer, but we have to do the ground rules. Okay. okay. So when they say never eating food, yes. okay, but you will survive, is that a choice to never eat food again? Is there no food available for you to eat? Or if you look at food, do you, like, does it make you sick? Like you're repulsed by food, and that's why you'd never eat food ever again. Like, what is the reason? How do you never eat food? Hmm. Like, obviously, you would never get hungry then. So you would never get hungry. And, and there wouldn't be a reason for you to eat, but, right? But, yeah, but I eat, I eat a lot of the times when I'm not hungry. I'll just sort of, like, grab something, and it looks good. Like, if something looks good, then I'll just eat it, even if I'm not hungry. So there has to be a thing of, like, food is not available to you. Mm-hmm. So do you choose to live a life without food and you won't die or have Maury be your personal chef? So let's Given those say- parameters. There's no food anywhere, and the only person that could provide you with food, if you choose to eat, would be Maury. No, but no, it does not say no. in this. It does not say here that I'm picking with. No, 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 no. Let's say this. Let's say there's no food available for anyone. Uh-huh. Okay, so you're not eating food. Your boy's not eating food. Jenna's not. There's no more restaurants. There's no more anything. Okay, okay so you're choosing a life without food. Okay. A life without food. No more cooking, no more anything. Ugh. Or the other life is food is available to you, meaning mm. restaurants exist, everything else exists. However, you are only allowed to eat meals that are cooked by Maury. Oh, man. But do you get to pick what meal? Like, are you filling out a... Re- like a Who knows? Who knows? Thing? Whatever. Like, Who knows? You, you it's just recommend does, what you want. It doesn't matter. It's just cooked by you. <laughs> this is a hard one. Because <laughs> Maury's not a good... Maury's not the best chef. Although I will say this, Maury, I, I've been looking at his Instagram and his Twitter and stuff, and he's there's an effort being put into it. As long as they keep delivering those boxes of food, which with all by the, the way, I'm number six in queue to have them recharge my credit card for the Sunday's box because uh, my credit card it didn't go through. Why didn't it go through? Because I had to transfer money over it. Oh, because you didn't go through. It's not that there was a problem with the credit card. You just haven't paid it. That's the problem. Okay. Yeah, that <laughs> is the problem. <laughs> I'm going to choose to not eat food for the you rest are, of my huh? life. You are, huh? Interesting. I'm Interesting. not that bad. Interesting. How about you? Interesting. I would pick myself. Yeah. Well, you, Maury's already in that position. Um, (laughs) um, yeah, I would say, I would say this, um, I would choose Maury making my food. You would. I would choose Maury making my food and I would give him strict instructions on a, how to do things. But I think that I would limit my diet to things that I could control. Meaning. No, I I would say you you can't have any control. Whatever Maury makes that day is what you have to eat. Oh. Yeah, but you know it'll be just be a ton of pasta. Yeah, no. No, you can't I, place an order and say use use these ingredients I can't. and here's I, how you do it. Oh. No, Maury yeah. has to be and responsible I, like, for I can't, making the meal. But like, I can't say to Maury, "Hey, I really feel like Chef Boyardee tonight," and then he would just like crack a can and and serve no. it to me. No. No, like no, it has, it to, has be to be like, okay, something. what do you feel like eating? I feel like me, I, I don't know, I feel like a steak tonight. No, and then okay, Maury's, no. Maury's then responsibility is to create a meal. Okay, I'm with you. You and I are never eating for the rest of our lives because <laughs> I'll tell you why. No, I'll tell you why. And it's based on one thing and one thing only. What? Maury eats too much goddamn salmon. <laughs> oh my, I was literally going to say Salmon Tuesday No, yeah He eats too much salmon yeah. And I would be so grossed out 
that I couldn't do it. I and I would then I would go hungry for those days. And what about steak Thursdays? Uh, no, because I don't want the way that you cook a steak. I wouldn't yeah. eat it. You I would be so way too long, bro. way too long. Yeah, five minutes. No, I'd be so grossed out by all of it. You're right. Me and me and you, Mocha, we're just okay. We're hanging. We're hanging for the rest of our lives, getting drunk but not eating anything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Um, does the offer of making Mori a lasagna still stand throughout this winter? That's I gave more. I gave Mori a piece of lasagna not that long ago because I made one. Yeah. I, I had a I had a and craving. So remind for lasagna. everybody what's the uh, what's the rule? So again? my rule was with with lasagna is it needed to be five consecutive days of below zero temperatures yes. before I would make a lasagna because to me lasagna is a hearty winter sort of beast, right? Really and that's is. when I really really want it the most, and so that was my rule for making lasagna but all last year we never hit five consecutive days of below zero we, we always two had or one yeah and then it would and it would go like plus one one day and then we'd have another run of three days below zero and then yeah. it would go plus two one day like we never had five consecutive days so last year i never it's like you knew that was gonna happen yeah so i never made maury any Farmer's la- almanac. i never made maury any lasagna <laughs> do you want to place a new bet no, but I already made you lasagna. I already no, no, gave no. you a piece. Starting now. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Just out of, So we're not doing that, but just no. out of curiosity, what's the bet? Oh, I would say five consecutive days of a temperature between. Oh, oh God. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> Please. Um, already wants to know why doesn't Maury's dad, why doesn't Maury's dad follow Mocha on IG? Oh, I didn't know he didn't. Neither did I. Oh, does he? I guess he doesn't follow Mocha on Instagram. Who does he follow? Matthew, me, you. Does he follow me? But yeah. he doesn't follow Mocha? Well, let me see oh, this. That's real really like. What is uh, his IG again? Damn it, dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember, there was one picture and he cropped out my new mom. That's right. <laughs> that's right. What is it? Damn it. D A M I T. Oh, here it is. Damn it, Matthew. Uh, Roz, damn it, Maury, uh, your two brothers, America's Got Talent. <laughs> it's his favorite show. Yeah. Uh, your dog, Andy. Oh, um, he follows the dog, huh? And the, the scene card. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of, like, scene card, that's, that's who else he follows. That's okay. But, you know, he checks, like, he doesn't post things, but I see yeah. that he checks stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, like, he, he likes stuff and this kind of thing? He likes things. Yeah, he'll like things or whatever. Like, I guess just at lunch or whatever, he'll scroll around. Yeah. Really, huh? I he just wants though. to see what scene card's up to. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's so interesting. <laughs> So yeah, so no, there. I Maury just found out. So there is no reason right now, like as far as why. Doesn't no idea. Frank, I'm not mad. I'm not hurt. No, but why? There is no reason why. I guess you could maybe ask him, and then I think I should. Yeah, maybe I'll DM him. Yeah. No, yeah, let yeah. me call him and I'll, I'll ask. Yeah. Uh, Lance says here, would you rather be a worried <clears throat> genius or a joyful simpleton? Oh, joyful simpleton. Worried genius. Yeah. I'd rather be a genius. Really? I'd rather yeah. be a, joy- a simpleton. I'd rather be a joyful simpleton. You could no. just go through life happy. Okay. Maybe uh, you know something. Maybe you don't. Listen, so your choice is your choice is to either be anxiety ridden, but be able to cure disease, or you want to be happy but not being able to open up a popsicle. <laughs> right? Yeah. Where's like, where's I my life now anyway? I mean, I don't want to have to struggle with those basic things. <laughs> right? Like, no. Adkiss925 is where you will find Ask Razamoka. Feel free to ask your questions and we'll go through them and, uh, of course, have one of you ask your question on the phone. This has been the Razamoka Show podcast. 
Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.